0: stick to a t- deadline or not
1: but exactly i mean the it, amount of
0: times we've just clicked is. a button just... and gone live midway through yeah, yeah through a sentence that's just as just now which yeah, we are now live
2: um, oh we're now live oh wow we are
0: now live yes throw
2: it right um, in at the deep end
0: yeah just sneak it just sneak it in quietly i um, really did
1: yeah so sean oh. you, you are looking a bit different tonight sean you're looking <laughs> yeah, a little look... bit more like grant alexander <laughs>
2: I'm looking at the 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 YouTube uh, thumbnail right now, and I went, "That's not me," so I didn't click on it. <laughs> I'll get you guys a, a picture. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that would be yeah, yeah, it'd be good if you could. Yeah, and maybe a couple, so we can do a, the audio ad as well. Um, <laughs> we'll yeah, a couple will do because we don't need the the pre-show ad that up on Instagram. So, but yeah, one for the audio and one for the thumbnail, so I can correct that. Uh, for those that are watching who've just tuned in, wondering why we haven't got Sean Brown, uh, from Kids Invent Stuff, um, we've just had a, a, a panicked sort of hour. Um had a message from Sean. Unfortunately he's he's not very well. And nothing he, to worry he about. Hoping, nothing to worry about. No, it's not COVID. Um he was kind of hoping to do it but kind of illness he was fighting his illness but the illness has won. So we've we've postponed. That is a really, really, really horrible <laughs> phrase for that. He, he's a bit poorly, and yeah,
1: he's yeah. bowing out for tonight. It's going
0: to be okay, but, but he's 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 due to be filming tomorrow, um, and obviously, filming with kids' event stuff is rather
1: time. They, they have very
0: it's it's time constrained. Yeah, so they they he needs an early night, not a. a uh, three Not hour a... <laughs> waffle um potentially unending to... waffle with us yeah and he needs to but save yeah. his voice as well so uh, so
1: we're going to we're going to we... drag him back on properly when he's feeling a bit better
0: yes and uh, grant has graciously agreed to step in and uh,
1: at incredibly take, take short his notice place. so yes thank you
2: very much for that grant no no problem yeah. was partway through, just... partway through a dog walk well, I actually, when you posted the message, I went. Well, I better go walk the dog now, <laughs> just in case you you need me. I wanted to make sure I walk the dog before I get locked in the in the podcasting basement, and <laughs> and my wife will be stuck with the kid upstairs, and
0: yeah, a dog who needs to walk, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, the man has well, got to we-
1: be That's the main thing.
0: Yeah. And we are very thankful. And when we meet up in person, I will I'll buy you a pint, particularly if it's in the UK, a proper pint.
2: It's always <laughs> nice when you take a detour. <laughs> very nice.
3: <Yeah.
1: laughs> and Andy, you say proper pint, but Grants, Grants in that little shop above the oh the, uh, the place
0: the, the the kind of Commonwealth, yeah, in the Commonwealth. yeah. But do they the, have proper the, pints? Yeah, warm ale,
2: yeah. Uh, you you can you could we have we have traditional british pubs that you can go to um i i don't know it depends on the beer on what i what temperature i want it served at the worse the beer the colder it needs to be just to the edge off (laughs) yeah like if you're drinking coors light you want it to be sub zero right if you're drinking (laughs) something good you want it to be warmer That's fair.
0: Yeah, I mean that's very true. I mean, yeah, you've got to have the right temperature for the right, the right, uh, the right tipple, haven't you? Because get Mm -hmm. it wrong and it just doesn't taste right. Yeah, I mean, lager needs to be cold. Cider, ideally, I think. I don't know. It depends on the type of cider. Depends on the cider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I had hot cider in the middle of winter. Hot alcoholic cider Mm. in the middle of winter, and it was actually really good. We, We, um.
1: Over here, you can get uh, demijohns of scrumpy. So it, it's really cloudy. There's still bits in it. And it's, you just get it in a big like five-litre glass jug, basically. From has to be glass, because like otherwise,
0: it eats through anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did I think it contained it? Um, but yeah, you can get them just in the local supermarket. And uh, a few years ago, we, we discovered that quite often, if you time it right, they have that on offer. And then they also have the mulling spices for doing mulled wine, mm. so if you do mulled cider, it is absolutely glorious. Coming up to winter when you know the, all the nights are drawing in, you're getting a bit too chilly. You just want to wrap up nice big stunking mug of hot spiced cider, and it is glorious. Mm. That sounds.
0: See, I used, to, I used to like a nice glue vine i I've been to Austria a few Bless times, you. and they make the most glorious yeah mulled wine. Um, and I've tried making mulled wine at home and it's just never been the same. But yeah, nice, nice glue vine, particularly, mm. I mean, yeah, if you're halfway up a mountain, you haven't done a bit of skiing, it's lunchtime. Yeah, a bit of glue vine just to warm you up and get you kind of uh, ready for the black runs in the afternoon is, is, is a nice um, nice way to do things. But Never <laughs> quite managed nice to up. the flavours the same. Yeah, that, yeah black runs, I've crossed over them. Yeah, I've never been never have a black run. Perpendicular, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. With great Uh, fear and trepidation and wobbling knees, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah, I went skiing.
2: (laughs) I went skiing once in my life, and there was like a a bunny hill, and beside the bunny hill was like the starter hill, right? And that's so. I went down the bunny hill once, and I was like, I'm, you know, I could probably go to the next hill up, right? That has a little bit of shape to it, that isn't perfectly flat. And I fell, and a ski went, came off the binding and went down the hill, and then I had to walk down the rest of the hill. And I went, "This isn't for me. This just isn't for me."
1: <laughs> like, so- My wife used to go skiing fairly regularly when she was a bit younger, um, and, and she'd, she'd quite often just take on all the black runs and stuff. But then, I've never done skiing or snowboarding. But I used to be—I uh, used to do a lot of rollerblading. So there's then this kind of like bit of animosity between the two of us, between like, you know, the kind of the uh, the uh road version of skiing versus the snow version of, of rollerblading. Yeah. Never the, the two worlds shall meet.
0: If you fall over on snow, it hurts less.
1: Yeah, but you don't tend to be rolling downhill on the, on the rollerblades. Yeah. It's a bit flatter.
2: Well, the nice thing about skiing is that they take you up the hill, though.
1: True.
0: That's true. Yeah. And I sit down on the way up. Mm-hmm. I still remember the first time I went skiing. It was it was at university, and there was my my martial arts instructor was doing a PhD in uh, heart valve technology, so kind of replacement heart valves. Mm. So they tend to be cosine, uh, sort of genetically modified uh, pigs because oh, the hearts about just... the same size as a human. I think we might have just lost you a bit, then
2: Andy. Or I did. Yep. Yeah. I did, I did too. I oh, always too. assume I always assume Ooh, I it's think, my internet.
0: No, i tell you what it is. I forgot to plug in. I forgot to plug my cable in. <clears> I'm back on the Wi-Fi. I may have to go and get my cable and just plug that in, because otherwise it's going to happen again and again and again, isn't it? It yeah. is a predictable, predictable dropout for yours, I think. Yeah. 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 Tell you what. You two talk amongst yourselves for 30 seconds. I will... <laughs> go and get my i'll just mute myself and go and get
2: my cable it be i'll days. take this opportunity for to tell everyone who i am oh okay. how about that
1: i mean we it's the sensible thing to do but we always just like get half an hour in
2: and then go oh yeah so who are you right well, well, usually you guys good. have people on here that everyone already knows and in this case i think it's a little bit different and i'm not everyone people know um yeah, so I'm Grant Alexander, or the Grant Alexander, for, uh, for people searching for me online. Um, I like the color orange, and that's all you got to know. But uh, <laughs> I, I do uh, YouTube videos and uh, Instagram, and I make things. And uh, I've been doing it, the YouTube thing for about almost three years now. And Instagram is about the same time. But I've been, you know, on and off making things my whole life. I spent a lot of time working at a hobby shop uh, when I was in high school, where we sold like models like car models and boat models and planes and remote controlled sailboats and cars. And I used to do racing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and then as you grow up, things change and what you want to make changes and I started making things that I don't know had more use to them. I don't know why. but. As I got older, I was like, I can't just be making uh, little car models, even though I loved doing it. They just didn't... I, I needed to, to be more productive with my time. It's a good thing to do, though. Yeah. That's me. I don't know. Hi, everyone in the chat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just
1: got the, got those technical difficulties balancing out. we got a little yeah. bit of wobbling from, from Andy still. A bit of...
0: I'll sit there very still
3: there? <laughs> yeah
0: because everything sort of moved that's because i've been trying to panic around. instead of setting up properly i was panicking around trying to get make sure we got a guest yeah right so hey I, I was i was saying uh, the first time i went skiing at university yes. so my martial arts instructor was doing um heart valve replacement technology research so he and one of his uh, research partners we uh, were invited to talk at a heart surgeons conference, which was scheduled to take place in Val d'Azur in Switzerland, um, France. I mean, it's, it's right on the border. You fly into Switzerland anyway. And um, all the conferences started at 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> um, the lifts closed at four o'clock. So it was like, <clears> hmm. <throat> so he, he got paid to go. So a couple of others, there was about four or five of us, sort of joined him um, for a sort of cheap holiday in Val d'Isère and learned to ski. But the, the first day, right. the first day, we spent we spent the morning on kind of the essentially, but nothing more than a, a field with a slight slope, learning how to snowplow. And in the afternoon, we were free to kind of sort of do our whatever we wanted in our own. I can remember that we were, uh, the, this the, the Dave. Uh, I we kind of went okay well let's let's go up to the the first tow bar and we went up the first tow bar and we got to the top and there was kind of a bit of a quite a a sudden change from the sort of flat at the top of the tow bar to sort of down this hill and we were stood at the top of it yeah he was yeah early 20s I was yeah actually I was was 21 I think I was Uh, and it was like we were literally petrified of going over this sort of slope because we just had nothing like it, and we stood there. I mean, he, he had something like seven black belts in martial arts, seven different ones. And this mm-hmm. tiny little kid, must have been about five, came off the sort of the tow bar, looked behind him and said, we papa," and then just just dived off this slope. And we were like, we looked at each other, and went, "Well, we've got to go now, haven't we? Because like, if, if he can do that, we, I mean, he'd probably been brought up on skis. Yeah, it was just like he'd probably been skiing before mm-hmm. he was even walking." So we just had to go for it, and yeah, we we survived. Um, it was it was quite a fun trip. Uh, I can I remember that though. We were, I mean, I mean, this guy was, I mean, he was super tough. Yeah, he was like not the kind of guy to to mess around with uh, in any way. He, he got mugged a couple of times, um, unsuccessfully. Uh, so, he, and he was he was a big guy. Yeah. He was six foot, six foot two, I think, six foot three. So uh, it was like. Yeah, I can still remember that. That was that was a, a fun trip. So you don't Have you mentioned the fact that you're a podcast host as
2: well, Grant? I didn't because I oh, suck oh. at introducing myself. I have uh, <laughs> I, I really uh,
1: we, we didn't really introduce you properly either, so well, that's okay. <laughs> no, we, I, we you never
0: introduce expect- our guests properly. Yeah. yeah, we don't we just I, don't it's part because it's like waffles. Straight it's,
1: in the straight in the deep end see <laughs> you <Right. laughs>
2: Well, so yeah, I do have a podcast. It's called Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. Don't call it the Clamp podcast because that's like calling it a pin number or an ATM machine. It's just Clamp. But if you search the for Clamp department, yeah. If you search for Clamp, you won't find it. So if you search for Clamp podcast, you probably will. And it just upsets you even more. Yeah, it does. But I see we've got some new people in the chat. Yeah, it's slowly filling up. So yeah. I'm just wondering, though, if 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 Alan might have possibly
1: created his own paradox, because now if we talk about not talking about Alan, is that now talking about Alan or not talking about Alan? Ooh,
3: Ooh.
2: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. we won't talk but, about him. I don't know. He doesn't have a podcast, so it doesn't matter.
0: Ooh Shots fired Shots fired. <laughs> I was on that it just said quantum physics.
2: I I got my very first uh shout out on that podcast. So that was a long, long time ago in a faraway galaxy. You think
0: it was a good podcast while it lasted. It I, was. I it, love it, it I enjoyed
2: it it went
1: downhill very very rapidly just as as i kind of jumped in sort of standing <laughs> guest as an episode and then they basically announced oh yeah yeah we're getting rid of it now <laughs> so sorry to anyone who still enjoyed listening to it white <laughs> <a> podcast
0: um <laughs> uh, Crikey.
1: sorry we, i was going to say we normally have stuff planned we don't normally have stuff planned but we, we kind are, of normally
0: uh, have a plan. Back foot. Well, but we, really, we, we not have not a plan. Planned. For, yeah.
1: Yeah. Of like, let's talk to the guest about something we've been thinking about, talking about uh-huh. to the guest all week about.
0: Yeah. Because we did well, kind yeah. of have a plan with Sean. Uh, for the benefit, of the, again, for those late comers, Sean, Sean's not very well. It uh, could be okay, but better for him to be resting than to be waffling away for potentially several hours when he's due to be filming tomorrow. Uh, we were going to kind of... What
1: We've taken the collective decision to make sure that the kids invent stuff is the priority and yes. not dragging them on here,
2: you know. Yes. Just to out Taking one for the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the two. And exactly. just get a wreath. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, she
1: she would definitely beat us up next week when she's on. Yes. Oh
0: yeah. This.
2: It's what episode is this one?
0: This is 19 we're on yeah, this 19, today
2: 19
0: and 20 is going to be our first group chat so more mm. than just one guest
1: mm. so That's exciting. it's exciting yeah. it's going to be carnage because me and Andy already
2: talk over each other quite a lot <laughs> actually for, surprisingly i don't find you guys do too bad i like unless you yeah. edit the 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 audio version oh. to take it out then nope. no, you guys do a good job Not at all
0: no, nope there's no, there's no, for the benefit of, again, those listening, there is no editing. So if you're listening to the audio podcast later in the week, rather than the- We can only apologize. Live, we can apologize, but you get exactly the same experience without the visuals. So audio-wise, so, it's exactly the same.
2: For those watching, let's talk about something you can see. Because <laughs> I always love it when we, you go down a rabbit hole about things that you can look at. In an audio medium. It's my Absolutely, favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite trope. Well, Andy's often very
1: sensible and explains all the random crap that I hold up against the camera. And, it is uh,
0: quite. I mean, there's been a few, pod, there's a few podcasts where they kind of. You know, one of the. I mean, Making It does do it every now and again, don't they? And kind of Bob has to mm. sort of step in and go, for those listening rather than watching, because it's an audio podcast, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Uh, I did so. wonder if you got a name drop, Jimmy. Then,
3: <laughs> With the I shoe fits. The,
0: well, yeah, I think he is the most guilty, and I think he would he would agree with that.
3: Mm.
2: He's yeah. just the most agreeable of the three, as well. I think. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's that me he's, Yeah, he's a he's a nice chap.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. in fairness, I, I've met. Bob and Jimmy, and they are both looking blokes.
2: So I've, I've they, only David didn't Jimmy.
1: want to slum it at the um, Mega Central, so he didn't get to meet me. Unfortunately, the other two did. <laughs> That's his loss. His loss. Exactly. Exactly.
3: <laughs> well. yeah
2: So, apparently, I don't, I don't, Al, Alan says that he edited out all of the curse words from their podcast. And I just wonder, is that because Irish curse words aren't the same? Is that...
0: I think I think that means that originally the, the podcasts were about four and a half hours long. And they narrowed them down to an hour.
1: Oh, makes sense. So I, th- I think what Alan actually did with that podcast is just edited all the night bits out. So, it's just him and Johnny swearing. <laughs>
2: That would have been a better podcast.
0: But... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, oh. Nah, oh, crikey. <laughs> really? I, th- yeah. I mean,
1: I totally agree, Andy.
0: Yeah.
2: So oh, and I've not even been drinking. The... I'm still in the water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before the show started, we were talking a little bit about my week. Yes, and yes. What tell us
0: about your week. I was just going to
2: say, it's you about your week. <laughs> so I, uh, I went to the, I'm from Canada, for those who don't know. Uh, I live in the, the great country of Canada with all of its uh, prepaid healthcare and all that. Um, and I, I went down to the States um, this past weekend to join the uh, high caliber craftsman at his shop in Virginia. To to learn how to do a little bit of uh, blacksmithing, and I also got to do some wood turning at the same time for the first time ever. So, oh, cool, cool. That was I was exciting that I got to learn two new skills while I was there. Um, but it was a shit show, to say the least, on getting there and getting back. <laughs> so the the border between Canada and the U.S. Um, was closed for a long time because of COVID, understandably. And then Canada in the summer, while there was like a big drop in COVID cases, which obviously has gone away now, but it happened. There's at one point we're all getting vaccines and everything's looking great. Canada reopened the border, and the U.S. said, "No, no, 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 you guys, you guys with your high vaccination rates and low case counts can't come into our country." And so they never reopened the land border. You can still fly because if you're rich, you can do anything you want. Uh, I share a country with that lap. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. He actually only lives about two or three hours away from me. Um, so a drive. So I was like, the, they The land border is open for business. It's what they say, because they're Americans are capitalists that all they care about is business. business. Yeah, so I said, I'm gonna drive down. This is a YouTube related thing. I'm filming a video. I'm gonna drive down, I'm gonna bring my tiny trailer. It's gonna be an awesome weekend. Mm -hmm. Boom, I'm doing it, right? I got turned around at the border. I just got there, I got turned around. It just like, they just said, no, that's not an essential reason. I was like, but it's open for business and this is business. And they're like, and what's your job? And I'm like, well, I'm an investigator for national defense, the Canadian forces. And they're like, right. And this is not, what are you going down there? I'm like, and my side job is they're like, I don't care. Go away! <laughs> they were nice about it, way, way much nicer than that. But they basically said, "I tried, but you can't, you can't come." So I drove back across up to my. It was only about an hour to the border, so I wasn't too concerned. I know that's half your country, but uh, you know, for me, an hour it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, so an, I,
0: an hour, I, hour traveling for me gets me about twenty-five miles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not <joking>. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, So I I said, I I knew that was going to be a possibility that America wasn't going to reopen the border, the land border, and I'd have to fly. So I drove home, booked a flight, got on the flight the next day, needed to get a COVID test to get on the flight, fly down. That seemed okay. It actually went well. I got a flight. Everything seemed fine. Went to the weekend. Everything was fine. But I find out when I get down there, I'd booked a COVID test to get back. And there's two different types. Well, there's more than two, but there's two main types of COVID tests an antigen test and a PCR test. Mm -hmm. Um, The antigen test is like, well, like 15 minutes and boom, you're good to go. And the PCR polymer chain reaction test, I believe it's called, Mm -hmm. takes according to the test I got down while I was in Virginia, takes five days. Um, We we can get our our results from those in 24 hours. So. We'll we'll get to that. There's uh, you obviously, in order to get back across the border, Canada requires a PCR test. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. And because I'm a Canadian, they'll let me in with a negative test. But and, and they'll look after you as well. <laughs> they'll they'll just say you have to quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They want the, they want guaranteed that whether or not I have COVID. And it's not guaranteed because I was only there for like 72 hours. But it needs to be taken within 72 hours of your trip, of your return. So everywhere I went, um, it was just everything was like, you know, because they're they're spiking with their Delta. Everything was two to five days. There's like ones that said one to two days, but they, we went and tried that. It didn't work. Yeah, he's telling the story. Morley's up in here. Uh, Morley was the nice one, and we'll find out why. Uh, so, I couldn't get a test results back, but I found out that I was flying out of Norfolk, Virginia, and I was going to another U.S. city, uh, Newark, New Jersey. And in Newark, they have one hour PCR testing, so they obviously have like a lab on the spot. And it's mm-hmm. it's an internet. It's like a big international airport that does a lot of Canada's like. So they, it's, it's only there for Canada, right? And I went, great. I'm going there. I'll go get the test there. I've got a five-hour layover. That's more than enough time to get the test, right? I can even, like, wait out the clock to see if my other test results will come back and get it at the last minute. <laughs> I get to the airport, and it's you, I, I'm so used to walking up into an airport terminal, and there's people there, and you talk to the people. But in the Norfolk airport, and I'm sure it's the same in other airports, you walk up and they say, there's a computer, enter your stuff in the computer, and they just point at a computer screen. And I go, right, I need to talk to someone. And they're like, no, no, enter the stuff. And I'm like, okay, I enter my stuff. They won't let me in. They won't let me take the first leg of my flight because I don't have the test results yet. And I'm like, but I, I'm not going to Canada yet. I'm going to Newark, New Jersey, like, it's, it's a domestic flight, let me on. They're like, No, um, you just can't. So I was like, Can I buy a ticket from Norfolk to Newark, and get on the plane? Yes, you can. I was like, Okay, well, I'm kind of stuck here. There's not much else I can do. I get on the they don't sell tickets there. That's the other crazy thing. So you walk up, there's only computer screens. You can't buy tickets there. You have to phone. So I phone. And the first thing I try to do is go like, can you just split up my journey into two trips?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the person says I can't, but maybe my boss can. Let me go put you on hold for a little bit. So I on hold for 15 minutes waiting for my boss. And then in this 15 minutes is when I'm texting Morley, saying, Hey, Morley, don't leave until I message you. Cause I'm totally effed right now. Um, The 15 minutes come back and they go, no, there's nothing you can do because you bought it on a third-party Expedia site. You didn't buy it through us, so we can't help you. And I went, okay, great. So I guess, sell me a ticket. So they ask the thousand questions they need to ask over the phone, even though they have all the information clearly because I was already on a flight, but they ask all the things. I have to pull up my password, give them like the number off my password, everything. They finally sell me the thing after 45 minutes on the phone. And I run up to press the little digits, the five digit code that logs me in to get a ticket and a boarding pass. And it just starts flashing red and I go, what's going on here? Right. And a different person, because it's been so long that there's been a shift change, a different <laughs> person comes over who doesn't know my whole story and what's happened so far. Just says, you needed to be here 30 minutes before the, the like to check in. And that's all she says. And I go, they just sold me this ticket. And she goes, well, you need to be 30 minutes before. And I said, what? What the what? Um, it was very, yeah, there's Morley's that is exactly the text I said sent him. Um, uh, yeah, so they wouldn't let me on the plane. Luckily, I was still on the phone with the United person, United Airlines. And I said, they're like, Cancel this! They're not letting me on the plane, so I didn't get charged that two hundred dollars American flight to be part of the flight that I've already had, to be sitting in the seat that I would have already sat in. But whatever. Then I just, I just go. You know what? We're gonna. I'm gonna figure something out. And I text Morley. Morley was driving back to Toronto, um, which is about five hours away from where I live, um, and it, the whole trip for him is like a twelve hour drive. So he he picks me up. We drive six hours stop in a place get a hotel room drive another six hours stop at niagara falls there's a one hour there's three one hour testing places in niagara falls they're literally like shipping containers dropped in a parking lot mm-hmm. and this is all they do and it's like you can see the 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 bridge to cross over to canada right there and so we get the test but the like everything was working against me. We get Morley and I get our text messages saying you've got test results. Well, I get an email. He gets a text message and an email, which I find strange. Anyways, mm-hmm. it says you have to input your phone number and your date of birth to get your results. So I input my phone number and my and my date of birth and it goes, we can't verify your identity. I'm like, what? So I'm like, oh, I must have typed something wrong. So I try it again. I try it again. I try it like 17 times, and I get Morley to look at it, and I go, Morley, am I like, am I delusional? And I say, these are the numbers I'm trying to put in. And he's like, you must have put it in wrong. But when you sign up for this website, you have to enter your phone number in twice. And it's one of those, like, you know, you have to enter it in twice. So I apparently screwed up my phone number twice, entering it in, in, the, in same the same way. way. And so we luckily, we went back to there, and they, they asked us different security, like, what your did, like, they asked all the other questions. They recognized, me, you know, me and Morley and and got me my test results, and it was negative, and I was able to cross the border, no problem. But it was just it's a... a freedom. Right. It's just like, I don't know if America wanted to keep me or if Canada didn't want me back. I don't know. Because like, America, Tonight in the first place, the didn't,
3: right? <laughs> they didn't
2: want me to get in in the first place, and then when I was there, they were like, you can't
3: leave. I don't know. Yeah.
2: But, and Morley in the chat just said the rapid PCR test businesses are going to be everywhere soon. And mm-hmm. guess where they're going to be? In Dow this week in Virginia, in the or airport there is going to be. It's opening up there now. A rapid PCR one-hour PCR test is going to be opening up in the airport. Fine, I right. was a week too <laughs> early. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's that's seems to have been the case with like everyone that we've spoken to for, for anything like this. Like uh, Even with uh, Caro um, from Prop Shop Berlin, who yeah. came over to the UK uh, not too long ago, um, just as we were changing the laws. So she was flying over on a Friday, and they changed the requirements in the UK on the following Monday. So she was like three days out for whether or not she'd need to spend a couple of hundred euros on getting tests or whether she can just turn up and get a free one over here or things like that. You know, it's just loads of little little stupid knock-on things like that that seems to just be... You
2: know, and, and they don't matter if you're... If you're rich, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> but most of us aren't. So it really, like, the land... If I'd got, been able to drive, it would have been about $200 mm. all told my trip, right? Beyond, like, you know beer got like the the travel part because i was i didn't because i wasn't able to drive and then i had to drive back and ended up being about fifteen hundred dollars yeah it's
0: one so, so it's a bit... with lesson
2: <laughs> yeah it made a really nice cleaver though it was it was definitely it was worth it i just if i had known what was going to happen i would have planned differently yeah yeah right like I would have gone for a longer period of time so that I could have got the test results, and I would have done a little more research on how long they take to come back. And I typed your phone number
1: incorrectly. Or...
2: Well, <laughs> maybe not. I probably would have still screwed that part <laughs> up. But I, you know, I've had this phone number since I was in high school. Like, there's no way I, I, I put it in wrong. Like, mm. I don't know how that. I don't know how to get possible. it in, in
1: wrong twice as well. It's just it's not going to be in right. the same way. obviously some other error correction in
2: there the other thing that's crazy is when they do the test they ask you these confirmation questions one of them should goddamn be your cell phone because they have it Mm. and they ask you like your date of birth they ask you like five different questions but they don't ask me what my cell phone number was (laughs) anyways lessons (laughs) learned lessons learned
0: maybe they have on their screen saying cell phone number incorrect yeah, not enough digits what? or something.
2: What? So they already knew the only... it was dodgy. Yeah, well, I put like a six at the end. But the only way I can think I did this is that, like, our my phone number starts with six. So it's like I, I must have misclicked. But then why would I put another six at the end? I don't... Yeah, you could, see, you could imagine putting a six on one line, but not on the
1: second, unless you've copied and pasted from oh.
2: one down to the next or something, but... Well, why would I? I was on my phone. Like, copying and pasting on your phone exactly. is not... <laughs> More hassle. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's never easy.
3: No. no. So... But you had, lesson... you had a
0: good week. I mean, you you, you we've um, we've already sort of discussed prior to sort of coming to light that you don't want to tell us too much about the, the events that took place. I and mean, obviously, there have mm-hmm. been some fairly heavy documentation on Instagram, particularly mm-hmm. of some of the things taking place, which... You've done quite well, I believe. From yeah, let me reels.
2: Just, My, I've never had a reel explode like this, so let me just go pop open because the the numbers are changing so fast, I need to look at the number right now. It is currently sitting at 156,000 views. Oh, wow. The reel I posted before that, which I actually edited and did stuff to try and make it good, got 1,000. So. <laughs> So it, just got, it only got 155,000 more views. That's not that many. But it's still going, you know. Yeah. Well, 150,000
0: views, $1,500. I mean, that's, that's, that's quite a good investment. Yeah, it's something you get. I get messages about stuff like that every now and again on Instagram, you yeah, know, paying for yeah. views. So.
2: Well, yeah. I guess if you look at that, like this whole weekend, I got my best performing Instagram post ever. So totally worth it you know. Got to be worth it for the flames and the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably got like lung cancer according to half the comments. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's like I used to smoke so I'm guaranteeing the, the smoke coming off of fresh piece of maple is way better than whatever I was putting into my lungs before.
0: Absolutely. Without question. <laughs> you were outside I'm um, essentially outside. I mean you were in a covered forge but it was yeah, there were no walls. Well, there was one wall on the the, the
2: reverse side. So. Uh,
0: like
2: the problem is that, so Morley was filming that for me, and he was standing where the where the wind was coming from. So the only place I could stand to get the camera shot I wanted, knowing you know what I, where he was, was where the smoke. Everyone's like, "Why did you stand there?" I'm like, "Well, that's that's just where it worked out. I needed to be there to get the good camera shot."
0: The Things we do for uh, kind of yeah, shots, isn't it? Yeah, you kind of, I'm gonna stand in the most awkward place, I'm gonna stand really awkwardly, I'm gonna to have to sort of yeah, squeeze an k- expensive camera into a place where it's just about ready to fall over or yeah, <laughs> in the middle of smoke. Yeah, all
2: right, I'm gonna like work like this where I'm like reaching over top of the camera, it's super on the bandsaw, especially it's super awkward. I find, yeah, I do want I to don't th- like you yeah. lot for that. I just don't bother filming stuff. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: But how are you gonna get your hundred and fifty six thousand views? That's true, that is very true. I'll just have to switch over to OnlyFans or something.
0: <laughs>
2: fair fair
0: enough. Again, I thought you closed that account.
1: <laughs> I can reopen it for you, Andy.
0: <laughs> All right. Lifetime membership. I was you're disappointed when OnlyFans... yeah. yeah.
1: What was that Chris said the other day about? I mean, people loving a hairy cleavage or something like that. So I, that's that's the second time I've caught Grant just while he was taking a swig of his drink and everybody spit
2: out. Yeah, the first one was really close to having a a, a spit take. It was really close, and Andy and Andy, I don't even think heard the joke, and then so it almost had a double, a double like spit take. Oh, that was good. Looks like we're we're losing. Losing some people already.
0: Yeah, now Neil's got an early start, so
3: Yeah.
2: It's uh
0: we we catch people later. They they know it's potentially for a long haul, so they kinda sort of tend to watch her a bit and then kind of yeah, people apparently people have to sleep. I was gonna say
1: apparently people have got lives.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do better as a podcast when sort of people start commuting more again. But going back, going back to the weekend. So obviously you're gonna you're gonna discuss more about uh, the weekend in a forthcoming episode of Clamp. Yes. Uh, because obviously I'll Morley re- is one of your co-hosts, who is also there. Yes. Uh, and Adam, uh or wasn't? Yeah, I mean, just just some excuse about being in Australia. Yeah.
2: Um, well, they're kind of on lockdown, so I don't even know if, it, regardless of the status of his PCR test, I don't think it would he'd be able to get out. <laughs>
0: No, they can't. I was talking with Dan Gamble uh, last night, and they can't even go fifteen kilometers at the moment. Mm-hmm. They really are tightly locked down.
2: Yeah, it's been it it really, it
0: quite a while, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. For Adam, it's really been unfortunate because he was really starting to go to the gym like every single day, and his gym is in a different county. By like, but it's actually it's within the fifteen, like. Mm it's the closer you know what i mean like it's just a ridiculous the way that like they they've, it, they've it drawn a line a border, in the center. so yeah. yeah so he just ah uh, it's it's frustrating to hear but also i don't know i couldn't i i had to there's a whole bunch of other things that went wrong on the trip but one of them is i went to the airport with my pocket knife still on my keychain
3: Oh,
2: no because i carry ah. a swiss army knife everywhere yeah. and domestically i can fly with a, with a swiss army knife so mm-hmm. if I'm flying within Canada, I can fly with a Swiss Army knife, no problem. Mm. And domestically, within the states, you can as well. No one believes me, but it's true. Most people don't even the most people don't even believe me in Canada that you can do it. But in the and <laughs> uh, they when I was up in the Yukon, they actually had a like a thing showing you the blade length you could you could bring on like a mat by security, so that mm-hmm. you could deposit your not your blades that were too long. But to be fair, the Yukons. Early civilization, though, isn't it fair? Um, <laughs> right, well, that's when you're hunting and fishing to, to live, you carry a knife, a knife is essential, it's just, yeah, yeah right. it's a tool. So, that's where I found out that I could do it because I by accident did it that time. Um, and just got on the plane and went, Well, I'm gonna throw it in the thing and see what happens. And like in the little tray, and it went through, and they had no problem. Did they not but, sort of question you and ask where the where the bigger knife was? You know, something more useful when you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They knew. They could tell. I'm sure they could see all, like, the fact that I was going there for work. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but if you're going internationally, you can't bring it. So I had my mask on, and I'm like, this this is like a gift I got from my dad when I was a kid. So it's not like a Swiss army knife that I want to get rid of. Yeah. So what am I going to do? And I'm like I'm thinking to myself like can I just can I just strategically place it somewhere outside that I can tell my wife where it is? Like what can I like can I mail it? So I'm like running around looking for a post office cuz I've seen before where there's like mailers right by security so you can mail it, but in the Ottawa airport there isn't one of those. So I'm running around And then I'm starting to like hyperventilate because I'm wearing a mask and it was a brand new mask because I wanted to, I didn't, the mask I normally wear has vents and I know you're not supposed to have vents, but whatever, I don't, it's like an RZ mask and that's what I normally wear to go to the beer store, which is the only place I go. Um, And they don't seem to care. But I knew on the plane, it specifically says you can't wear ones with vents. So I had to buy a brand new mask. And I, it was like constantly on my face and I was just like I don't know how people do this all day long wearing one of these but I know there's probably better masks and I just had a you know whichever one I got at Walmart. Well, if you're running
0: around it's, it, people don't yeah. generally run around in their masks when they're wearing them all day.
2: Not you so can get like sports masks though for for, right. for, for, for exercising in mm. because if I were going to the gym I'd be wearing a mask. That's for damn sure. Like I'm, I'm wearing a mask everywhere now. Like yeah. I think I'm gonna wear a mask the rest of my life. It's the best. They can't it... see how yeah. angry I am based on my face. That and, and everyone's got used to smiling with just your eyes now as well. So trying to like, you know, do your mouth and face and oh. No, I wear a mask, sunglasses and a hat. Nobody sees anything from me. And I just and and I'll wear I'll wear uh headphones too. And then I can walk anywhere and ignore anyone I want. It's great. Um, anyways, in the end, I left it lost and found. That's and then I had to pay, and then because of my trip got screwed up, and I had to, and I wasn't coming back through the airport. I ended up having to pay. It ended up being sixteen dollars to keep my my knife there for the amount of time I had to keep it there. If you at least managed to get it back, though. Oh yes, I I managed to get it back. That was the nice thing. I was very afraid because I'd forgotten to call them to see if I could extend it because I prepaid for the amount of days because I knew when I was going to come back through the airport. And then with all the other stuff of not being able to get on the plane, I forgot. Um, But luckily they hadn't thrown it out. Because if it was luggage, they would have. But because it was small, they didn't. It's what they told me on the phone. I don't know. They probably appreciated the sentimental value of it as well. Or at least you'd like to see the good in them i'd like to they had no clue what it was i just dropped off a knife <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure they have like a little section of knives
0: oh collections yeah they throw they throw them away and then kind yeah. of you, oh look mm. anyone want to buy a knife <laughs> they took your
2: spanner
1: alan yeah it, it's uh it make a central um some of the some of the, the, the Irish lads bought some stuff and went when all trying to get back across the island, uh, Poor Port Alan got his uh, got his spanner taken off him. Wow. And he's he's still not forgiven us English for letting that
0: happen.
2: Oh I'm sure there's more things that he's English for. Yeah.
0: I mean the spanner was eighteen inches long, yeah. It's like a thirty two mil spanner with a spike on the end. Yeah, I mean <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't like you. It wasn't like you, one of those little miniature King Dick sort of adjustable spanners. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he could have, like,
1: smuggled it internally. (laughs) Certainly not without presenting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. For the best of the audio listeners, Alan's just said he's not like he was going to
2: disconnect the wing with an adjustable. You can could, you could do anything with an adjustable.
3: <laughs> anything.
2: <Yeah>. Or <laughs> I find actually nothing. I absolutely hate them, but, you know.
1: I, I saw a fantastic picture the other day of... Um, it was a, a, like a trailer being coupled up to a car, and they, the tow ball had come off, so they'd just put um, an adjustable spanner in through the, the rings. But um, next nice. <laughs> they'd put the thing on it saying, uh, you can always use an adjustable hammer to fix everything. <laughs> so now I, I'm going to be calling them adjustable hammers from now on. I like it.
0: Yes, Stanley do a nice adjustable that works nicely and actually sort of holds, I mean, I've got several adjustable spanners and they, some of them are not great, but my I, my youngest has, was given for her 8th birthday, was given a Stanley adjustable, She's uh, really quite nice.
2: Um, see, I find yeah, them. it's
0: strong enough you can bash things with as well.
2: I find them really good at making circles. Like if you got a, a a hex nut that you want to be mm-hmm. circular, use an adjustable, and you'll get there no problem. It's it's a nut lathe, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just purely for rounding the fastener over at the at the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I mean that, that's the um that's a, another fellow Canadian, the, uh, the YouTuber AVE. That's that's his thing because he's does a lot of work with mining and stuff. So they have a a, a particular Miners adjustable that has like a hammer section to it, so it is uh, an adjustable wrench and spanner in one. But yeah, he always refers to it as like a, a Swedish nut lathe or um, <laughs> you know, handful of other.
3: <laughs> more I've,
1: got, I've, I've
0: got a I've got a adjustable a, a Stilson that was my dad's, so yeah, I mean, the thing, I mean, it was in a state when I was a kid, so yeah, it's, it's got to be. 70 years old at least um and the the, the back the the sort of the, the solid part of the head so if you think about a kind of a stilson essentially it's like an f is f shape isn't it a handle mm-hmm. going up and the sort of the back of it is is bashed where it's just been used to hammer so much it's actually sort of mushroomed slightly oh yeah because yeah that's what we you do yeah you're, you're trying to hit, sort something out in a car you do want to pull yourself back out of the car to go and get a hammer, you just sort of turn your Stolson around and bash it.
1: Most of my drills have got, like, marks on the back of them where I've used them for hammering in roll plugs and stuff. You, know, you drill, drill the holes, spin the drill around and then just
2: bash it with the back of the drill to, to knock the roll plug in. Yeah. I got to do that better than... I use the battery. That's probably yeah. the wrong spot I, I used to do that. Especially <laughs> <laughs> lithium. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I, so I, when I worked in the hobby industries, when lithium became commercially available, and it was scary what people did and what happened because they didn't know how to charge them. There's fires all the time. There was fires with NICADs and nickel metal hydrates as well. Hmm. Like I had one hmm. a fire start in my house because, I don't know, my charger, my auto shut off charger didn't auto shut off and just kept charging it. like. The carpet still looks like that in my dad's uh in my old room. In my dad's house. It's still like melted from where the battery decided it wasn't didn't want to be a battery anymore. But uh yeah, lithium, it's scary.
3: It's well, definitely I mean,
2: scary. You mentioned about the charging stuff there. I mean specifically
1: things like um lithium ion stuff like eighteen six fifty based that like a lot of the tool batteries use. Obviously you've got generations of people so generations of people you know people who've been using battery tools for 20 years Mm -hmm. that were traditionally nicad batteries and then mobile phones that were nicad batteries so you've you've got tradies who've been using nicad professionally for 20 years and all the time told wait till it's fully completely discharged before you charge it back up charge it up fully so then that's ingrained for 20 years. And then you get this like shift over to lithium where it's like, no, it's actually, it, it's not good for it. If you discharge it all the way, it's not good to leave it fully charged all the time and, you know, just charge it when you need it. Don't feel like you've always got to wait for it to run flat and then charge it fully, you know, all this kind of like complete polar opposite to everything they've learned for the last 20 years. So then you've got this, you know, first generation of lithium ion batteries for, you know, for phones and for for tools where just get absolutely mullered from people. You know, it's like, no, my, my dad told me this is how you've got to do it. This is the way it's always been.
2: Or else it'll get a memory. Yeah. yeah. It's like, not anymore. Okay. Hey. So <laughs> when I worked in the hobby shop, we sold like dischargers. Discharge trays that would discharge like the We use C-size batteries um, yeah. in our remote control cars. And you would just put them in and either like the, the cheap ones use light bulbs, like car light bulbs and uh the expensive ones used like resistors and they would just yeah, get hot and, there, yeah, yeah g- giant h- resistors with fans to keep them like cool um but now yeah now it's all like don't over discharge don't don't overcharge don't like i i don't know it's it's crazy i i don't but understand it, why but i'm sure there's a physics reason for it I, absolutely chemistry. there is yeah I'm, I'm well yes yeah, <laughs> <stepping up> both. <laughs> But it's like the uh, just just a nerd out on battery technology for
1: a minute. Stuff like the um, the difference between you know, like a trickle charger for something like NICADs or nickel metal hydrides that are just just constantly putting in that that little bit to just keep them topped off or just to bring them up slowly. The um, lithium charging, I always forget which way around it is, but lithium charging works differently in that it, it's it has a constant voltage section and then a constant current section. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a two-phase charging setup. So it does, I think, it does the constant current first, and allows the voltage to lift up, and then switches to constant voltage, and allows it to reduce the amount of current it takes. Mm-hmm. So that's why you ha- that's why you can't stick the same voltage of um, lithium-ion battery onto a, an old charger because it just it can't handle that. All the charge controllers and everything just build you know, it goes into protection mode and cuts them out. But that—that that is why you can then leave them on the charger and it doesn't degrade them over time. It's because it's got this protection circuit thing that, that keeps the the voltage con- consistent current uh, or keeps the voltage consistent and then allows the current to just top itself up when it needs it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a much more smart way of charging. But again, it's that like... The nickel doesn't, monohydrates.
2: Doesn't, Would just go like if you had a 7.2 volt battery, it was pumping 8.4 volts the whole time, yeah. And Mm. until it until the light flashed, and then you just wait until the battery explodes, right? (laughs) Pretty much. And that's so I don't know, I'm sure you guys used to use because you guys are I don't know, similar age to me. I know I look very young, but I'm much older than I look. Uh, used to use drills, and they'd get down to the point where they go, "Mm, mm, mm." yeah, yeah and now they just shut off. Yeah. You're just like yeah. you're 100%, well, wow, 80% shut off, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because the batteries in or the drills, I don't know which one it is. It's got to be the battery. It's because back, it depends just, on the it depends on the manufacturers, of course. Uh, the batteries that I have, I'm because they're like they, I assume it's in the battery, but they're they're designed to not go below a certain voltage cuz it'll kill right. the battery. Yep. and the first lithiums didn't have that. And yeah. that's where they got really screwed.
1: So it, it's it's interesting actually, specifically with tools. Again, just because nerdy fanboy type. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee actually held the patents for lithium-ion battery technology for tools. Oh, and they because they pioneered it for tool use. Um, so the TTI branded stuff, so Milwaukee, Rigid, AEG, uh, Ryobi. they they are all the battery technology is. Um, the battery protection circuits are within the batteries. Mm. Same for Makita are within the batteries as well. Um, but some of the other tool manufacturers, I can't remember which off the top of my head, but some of the others, the battery protection is actually in the tools itself. So some of the battery adapters that you can get, you can you know, you can change between manufacturers that just mm-hmm. budget to fit. Like you can quite happily put Makita's and Milwaukee's and rigids and AGs, all that, onto pretty much any any other tool because the battery protection is the cell protection is within the, the battery pack itself so it'll just cut off um but if you if you match them the other way around they, they won't and they will just go and go and go and go and go and we'll do that same thing they'll just keep dropping and dropping and dropping until the cells can't ever be recovered again. Interesting. That's, yeah. I noted <laughs> out on, on lithium this was quite a while back. I, this I with, um,
0: NICADs. When when I was in school we, we we had accumulators. So literally wet wet cells. Um and and like for uh, the teacher would have a there was a control board. So on the desk you'd have uh, sort of connectors so you could actually sort of literally wire into the desk and the teacher could control what you had supplied. Or it was accumulators, so if they wanted something portable it'd literally be wet wet batteries. Between me leaving school and uh, doing my teacher training, which was eight years, um, school started using NiCad batteries because there was this great rechargeable battery system that you could then have. But then, when I did my sort of teacher training, there was like the kind of there was this sort of thing about if you're in a school and they've got NiCads, get rid of them because NiCads are great; they're rechargeable. But if you short them the batteries have a tendency to explode yep and kids have a tendency to short batteries so they were literally batteries kind of you know, getting stupidly hot in schools or, or even kind of potentially exploding because kids were shorting them so basically they, the, there's a there's an organization in the uk called cleaps uh, or Cleeps. they get some people call them cleaps some people call them Cleeps, and they basically send a thing around to school saying like our had batteries do not use them. Get rid of them. They should not be used, certainly with students, in any way whatsoever. Just sort of, yeah, just absolutely don't have them. So schools went back to using disposable batteries and, and still do.
2: Okay. I'll just put this out here. You've talked a lot about different physics things that you did where they were very dangerous.
3: Yeah.
2: And I've, I remember being in chemistry class and having access to dangerous chemicals. But you know mm-hmm. what they did is they taught me how to use them correctly. <laughs> and instead of taking them away, they should have taught people to not short out the NICAD batteries because they can explode. This
0: is true.
1: But if you've ever encountered a teenage boy and said to them, don't do this thing because this goes bang, the second right. you then go,
2: they do the thing. Darwin. Yeah. Darwin <laughs> yeah. appears and it's all good and it takes out. Yeah, yeah, apparently, apparently, on the shoulder, yeah
0: apparently parents and the government don't like the whole kind of, oh, they died, that's Darwinism in action approach to kind of risk assessment. Which yeah. I, th- I think in some ways is, maybe is a, is a, perhaps not necessarily the best way forward for the future of our species. Um, <laughs> but that could be another... <laughs>
2: That's a whole another episode, but <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. other. The only thing that just doesn't make any sense. You have other dangerous things. Like no, I lots get of dangerous like, Don't put them around your babies, because like you know, like you're they don't have any self control. Whatever you take, hundred percent baby control done. But when you're talking about high school students, and you already have things that are dangerous.
1: I mean, a, a lot of the high school students are, are driven to school in a car, which is arguably one of the most Dangerous things in our modern society that we just forget is dangerous. Yeah, did two you know that of, every single, with no brain?
2: every single person that has ever lived used dihydrogen monoxide? I know. I did. did yeah. it and they've it all died. Every single yeah. one. They put it in our food. Yeah. I yeah. heard some people bathe in it, and they also died. Exactly. And did you know it's one of the major components of acid rain? Did you know it's also the major component of beer?
0: <laughs> also, often used by athletes for doping. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Performance enhancing drug. I, I actually did that. I took a, a, a DHMO um, a petition around my college uh, just to, to sort of see how many of my college lecturers would, would sign the banning of dihydrogen monoxide. And, uh, one of my IT ones, um, she's a, a former science teacher. And she basically looked through it, read it, just burst out laughing and went, that's fantastic. Turned the thing over to see all the signatures of her colleagues and went, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way, as far as I know, the uh, website dhmo.org is still it's operational. still going,
3: yeah.
0: Which is an HTML well, website, if I, if I remember correctly. It's been around for
1: yeah since be before for I started I... teaching. Yeah. For all of the people in the um pre-show that uh, had us <laughs> discussing HTML based websites that were coded in Notepad. I will um
0: I'll, I'll I'll link it I'll link it into the show notes. Yeah.
2: The uh it's it's like I, I remember they did something where they went around and talked about uh women's suffrage. Do you want to end woman suffrage? They got people all over the streets just signing up ending women's suffrage, which for anyone who doesn't know, suffrage is the right to vote. So they wanted to end women's right to vote. I was like, "What is happening here?" It's 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 all of the phrasing, isn't it? You know, Mm. of course, the same
1: thing with the with the D H M O stuff. You know, you you phrase it in such a way that you you appeal to people's underlying. you know, concerns to not be embarrassed or to not ask the question just in case they come across as stupid or, you know, things like that. It's only when you get those people that just sort of
2: take a moment and think about what you're actually telling them or asking them of, of them. You know, what if somebody came up to me on the street and said, would you like to sign a petition to end women's suffrage? One, they wouldn't be able to talk to me because I got headphones, glasses, mask, and a hat on. So I just <laughs> walk away. But two, I, I would probably, I'd probably just sign it so you get them to walk away, like because I just
1: wouldn't <laughs> stop speaking to me. I don't like people. Right, like yes, I'll
2: sign
0: anything. Just go sign away. It. See Darwin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to go back You talk about sort of kid. One of the problems is that yeah, some kids are just not very nice. There was a there was a situation in a school in the, a city I used to teach in, where a student uh, managed to. Obtain out of one of the cupboards in the chemistry lab, la- quite a large quantity of crystalline hydrous copper sulfate, so blue copper sulfate crystals. He then proceeded to give it to other students, and uh, explaining that it was sherbet.
3: Oh no! Uh,
2: which it it isn't.
0: <laughs>
3: no, it really right. isn't.
2: Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You don't want. I'll take some. I'll try it.
0: Well, and that's what a number of them did uh, before they wound up in hospital. Um, mm. Yeah, not uh, not good for them. I know, uh, I know. Well, good for getting good for getting rid of fungus on um, goldfish.
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> Do you have to tell the goldfish that it's sherbet and hope that they eat it?
0: Uh, th- <laughs> I think you just drop it in the water. Um, <laughs> okay.
1: Now, an old mate of mine was telling me, he. Um, I don't know actually how true the thing is. It's, you know, years ago, he told me in years before that, that it apparently happened, but um, crystallized iodine uh, can be quite sound and vibration reactive and pops, apparently. Hmm. And he'd apparently uh, got do some... You,
0: do you need iodine not on its own. You have to react it with a certain other chemical. And mm. if you react it with that certain other chemical, you do make a, a very interesting compound that can spontaneously explode. Yeah,
1: yeah, that might have been the bit he'd left out then. But the um, he'd apparently put some by the fire exits and then pulled the fire fire alarm and sort of stepped back and and, and waited till everyone came rushing over towards it, and then the, the mat started popping and banging and.
0: And puffs of purple yeah. smoke as the yeah. he was released from the <laughs> the compound. Yeah,
1: yeah. Apparently, that had him uh, earned him a week off school. That one.
0: I, I I have a story about that. I don't know if I should tell it. Maybe I'll have to keep that for the after show. Yeah. <laughs> a significantly more dangerous version of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that for the after show because I don't know if the uh, the people responsible. Actually, the place that it was done is is now a flat piece of concrete. So, uh, yeah, no,
2: I've, yeah, after show. Yeah, remind me mean the after sh- after show. Well, just don't use names or locations.
0: <laughs> yes, but by it, it, people can track where I worked through uh, things like LinkedIn because I professionally I've been on LinkedIn. So, so oh, I, I know. can't remember. I can't remember if the place I'm I was would be referring to might be on my LinkedIn. I can't remember now. I don't have to go and check. Anyway, I can add to the mystery of it. People are gonna be going, to go, oh I wonder what that was. Jamie, you're muted still. Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Muting to type and then
1: uh, <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah, I'm trying to think there was there was a, um another old story of, of uh a, a tuning fork on a on a large Glass window, um, and then a signal generator and a loudspeaker to make it go off when someone stepped on a pressure switch. Um, apparently, I earned them another, you know, the, the, uh, the resonance to, to smash the window as soon as the teacher walked uh, in through the door.
0: Okay, that's quite clever, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah. I don't know how, how good it was for his education, but it's um. I think Well, he obviously so.
0: knew quite a bit of physics. If you if you're using, <laughs> a, if you set up a signal generator to then use resonance. In fact, I'm trying to work out I, how. I think it was actually- a, a tuning fork. It
1: might have just been to record it, um, or whatever the hell it was. It was it was a pressure switcher speaker and and something involved in the resonance of the of the window. But again, I think that was another week off that he got from school then.
0: Yeah, I guess you could use a tuning fork to find the resonant frequency of the mm. the. The window and then just send a large enough uh, on sufficiently high amplitude signal of the same frequency in the window yes would break
1: yeah i mean the, the guy uh, he uh, he had a bit of a penchant for um for making loud noises he had uh, a fairly significant audio setup in his very small yeah. bedroom and then had one of his neighbors kind of open up his bedroom door one point what hell are you doing in my house is it well Problem was, I've been ringing the bell for the last half an hour to try and get your attention, but it was I couldn't hear the bell going from downstairs because your music was too loud. I just didn't want to ring the police, so I thought I'd just wander in and ask you to turn it down.
2: That's a much nicer way. No, that's so much. My my old neighbor used to just ring the police, or the worst was she used to bang on the wall, and I'd yell to her, "There's no door on this side." Is there a door on your side? Because there's no door on my side of the wall.
3: (laughs) Uh. And then the police would show up, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: bet they knew where the door was, yeah.
2: (laughs) They could just make their own, can't they? Uh, This is, yeah. She was the same neighbor that one time caught her barbecue on fire. Because she, put the, she had like a little travel barbecue. That was like, instead of having a real barbecue, she had a little travel barbecue. A little nice little cover and everything. She put it on her table. She did up the little propane bottle. Lit it up. And it didn't light up. She tried again. I was watching this because I was outside smoking at the time. Then she just went, Ah, guess it didn't light. Put the cover back on and left. Oh, no. Went inside. Went inside didn't turn off the thing didn't i didn't turn it off didn't unscrew the bottle left it on put the cover back on and she also didn't answer her doorbell because she went eventually i found out so like oh i didn't want you know like this was like a townhouse so that it wasn't a flat but so she didn't answer her doorbell cuz she went well i thought it might be like you know solicitors and i was like no your your barbecue was on fire in your backyard so i had to hop the fence Go into her, into her lawn, take off the propane, put out the fire. And I was like, well, you could have just answered your door, and this would have been all cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> she never actually called the police on me after that. So I guess that was my good
1: yeah. deed. Yeah. show <laughs> sure you were still a good human.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, what were the solicitors? What solicitors was she expecting? Was it because of her knocking on your wall? No, actually, no. I, I don't soon?
1: Perhaps the different type of solicitation, Andy.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, solicitors uh, are just people who like go door to door trying to.
0: Ah, uh, right. I'm thinking, yeah, it, a, solicitor Over here, in the UK a solicitor is essentially a like, like a lawyer.
2: Yeah. Right. So we put up signs that say no solicitors. And I always thought it was funny because I grew up understanding that word uh, meant lawyer. And I was like, why the hell are lawyers going door to door? But there's obviously more than one. It's a double entendre.
0: Ah, well, there's no solicitation.
2: Yeah, i can yeah. say that the, the, the triple way
1: would be the uh, the, the prostitutes would be the the other type of solicitors. That's
2: just one type of door to door. That's all it is. That's bed to bed, not door to door. They have to come in somehow. There's no teleportation. That's I'm working on that though. Okay, <laughs> just for just just for prostitutes though. No one else. That is your only
1: reason. <laughs> so it's the driving force behind it. You know?
2: ah, well, okay, that makes sense.
1: To be able to just make a quick getaway, just, just as, the, as the bedroom door is like, you're all right in there. Quick, get in the teleporter.
2: <laughs> okay, what would you, if you had a teleporter, would you put it in your closet or under your bed? Okay. Oh. I mean, if this it was is something like for that
1: use, then in the closet would probably make more sense because you
2: could then get the person to walk into it rather than having to
1: get them to crawl under
2: the bed. Right. But if it was in your closet, there's more likely someone would find it. True. True. Right? Like if you're trying well, if to I hide it
0: from If it got used, your clothes would disappear at the same time.
2: <laughs> right. And if, if it was under the bed... <laughs> if it was under the bed, all you'd lose is a bunch of dust bunnies. Right. Yeah. It would actually be nice. Cleaning would be a snap. <laughs> but
1: the monsters might come in, there. Well,
2: well, this how it all starts yeah, being
1: ink. teleported yeah.
0: back to the brothel. <laughs> Alright, well, I think we will condemn
2: that one as far as we can.
0: I don't know, I was just going to say, when I first started dating my wife, the flat she lived in was in an area of the town that was known for kind of... Um, People hanging around on street corners, and so I've completely the... just
1: derailed and missed the beginning of that. Andy just, just the perfect timing, for <laughs> nearly taking Grant out.
2: Well, it's like we're talking about prostitutes, and then Andy's just yeah. like, "When I first met my wife,
0: <laughs> she was not a prostitute." Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. um, but bef- there was a the, the flat that she had. There was a prostitute that used the kind of the wall outside. She had a drive there was a drive um but the the sort of the corner of her drive was a regular haunt for a, one particular prostitute mm. it was probably yeah i don't know how it worked. they probably had a you know you can have this section of the road and somebody else had another section or whatever i don't know so kind of the first time i was sort of driving to kind of sort of see my wife of an evening in sort of the dark i was sort of driving i was slowing down and this prostitute sort of got up off the wall, started strutting round. It was like, and then I kind of you yeah, Pulled in on the drive, and she's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> and the, the the next time, yeah, a few days later, it was like, pull up again. She got up and then, after about the third or fourth time, it like, oh, right, it's like, ah, right, see him again. in that kind of yeah, silver Fiesta it won't won't be him then.
1: Oh, he never paid. I never posed. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still paying for it now though. <laughs>
2: the fiesta uh, fiesta ford fiesta
0: ford fiesta yeah, yeah
2: we we had those <laughs> we didn't have ka's or cars what do you guys call them is it a ka or a car
0: uh, i
3: call it atrocious car.
2: yeah atrocious
3: completely I like
0: atrocious it. yeah they're not, not not good not good cars yeah the fiesta was a good car though. yeah I was yeah, a gear Got 60 miles to the gallon on the run it was it was a good car
3: yeah, I mean, you could
2: Flintstones if, it for sixty miles to the gallon on a Fiesta.
3: Yeah, Just
2: push your feet through <laughs> the floor pan. <laughs> if all you're concerned about is is uh, you know fuel efficiency, then I'm sure it's a great car. <laughs> yeah, it, I
0: mean, I mean it was quite old. I mean, I mean it's a long the, time ago the, as well. Anyway, that's twenty odd years ago, and it was it was old when I had it. Uh, when well, the
1: the the KA, for instance, the I'd call it a KA, but um, they're fantastic to still look like a Ka on the outside, but um, if you break too suddenly, they'll disconnect the top half from the bottom half. Oh, nice. They're, they they just absolute rust buckets. And it, they, they just rust around the sills so that um, you know if you try and jack one of them up, the body will stay where it is, and the, the, the whole chassis will just go crunch inside.
2: <laughs> nice. That, that's yeah, the they, type of car I like.
1: They're horrific.
2: Yeah. Oh, I've had some clunkers in my time, but the you are a
0: car guy, aren't you? I mean, you your cars are one of your things, aren't they? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, a, there's a BMW there's...
2: grill
1: in the back there. Yeah. yeah,
2: there's a there's a BMW light fixture right behind me. Um, uh, I am, I am. I would say I am a car guy. I've kind of gotten out of it as I've gotten uh, needing more function over form, uh, which I now have a minivan. The minivan, by the way, is ridiculous. So at the end of the trip, (laughs) I ended up spending a night at my brother's house because he lives just outside of Toronto. So like an hour away from Morley instead of driving four hours. My wife came and met me with the minivan and he gave me a 60 inch TV, uh, a dresser, a four drawer, like four drawer tall dresser, a fireplace because mine is just like mine was had reached the end like an outdoor fireplace and we all a whole bunch of other like books and stuff for my son, and all fit in there no problem. We was more room. We could have put more stuff in there. Like, this is the ridiculousness of it. So what 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 type of minivan is it? it it's a Chrysler uh, Town and Country. I, don't, I doubt you guys have like a Dodge Caravan or Chrysler Town and Country over there.
1: No, but... we do get a couple of Chrysler ones, but um, they'll be you know you could park them in the back of the proper American ones, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, Occasionally you get. I've seen a few Chrysler's um, so we
1: got the, I think we got the Voyager
2: which is
0: yes that's the one I was trying to yeah. th- remember the name
2: so we mm-hmm. had a Voyager here I don't know if it's the same Voyager but we had a Plymouth Voyager so Plymouth was like so we, oh. you could at one time you could get Plymouth Dodge and Chrysler the Chrysler was like the leather mm-hmm. all every option version the Dodge was the mid-level and the Plymouth was only available in Canada and it was the nothing version it was the like cranky vinyl vinyl would be Prof. an upgrade. Cloth, uh, cloth, cloth seats. seats. <laughs> cloth seats cranking up the windows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh yeah Dave says I got the Cadillac of minivans. I basically do. I have leather seats heated. I got every all the doors open with touches of buttons. I've nice. keyless entry key like I just keep the key in my pocket. I love it. I walk up to the car it unlocks for me. It's great.
1: Nice.
3: Yeah.
2: But yeah, you just got to kick it in the right spot for the door to open. And... Right.
3: <laughs>
2: so, so my BMW that is based off this light fixture. The nice thing about it is that the locks don't work, so you don't have to worry about the key. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I, I had that one. Well, it was actually, my my first car, the um, the key for the driver's side, because it was there was no button or anything. It was all you had to lock lock and unlock with the keys. And the key for the driver's side was different to the key for the ignition the passenger and the boot. So someone had obviously done the driver's door in at some point. So because of that, I could just never be bothered locking the car because I just grabbed the one key then rather than having to have the two separate keys. Yep. So I just grabbed the one key for the ignition just to save swapping around. So I never bothered locking the driver's side. And. I parked up outside um, outside my ex where, uh, where her mum lived. It's in a bit of a rough rough area up in the northwest of England. And um, parked there, it was, it was in there maybe half an hour, an hour, or something like that. Came back out, sat in the car, and closed the door. And it, and it sounded different when I closed it. That's 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 the wrong clunk. Weird. I sort of like looked up, and I could see out through the door. So someone had come along, hadn't actually bothered to to try the lock. They just <laughs> bent the door open to get the get the coat hanger in to undo the lock. So they they bent that out, got in after realising it was already unlocked. Couldn't break the steering lock or anything, so just bent the steering wheel forwards, and then got out. There was nothing in the car to take, and they couldn't drive it away. They couldn't do anything with it. So I just I just basically pulled the steering wheel back
2: straight. <laughs> Pulled the door back straight and then drove off. Isn't it so frustrating, though, that you leave your car unlocked exactly for that doesn't happen?
3: <laughs> yeah. And then
2: I'm they just, do I'm it just anyway. happy they didn't smash the window. Right. Well, that's like I drive a convertible. It's if you want into it, you reach your hand into it. Like, yeah. like you could you can reach around, no problem. You could like it's barely it's not watertight. Right? It's not watertight, so you could definitely reach if you wanted to. So but I don't know. Do, do you have that
1: same anti-tamper or anti-theft feature in in the BMW as um, would work in in the US if it being a manual transmission? Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 That's the only and thing. They, no one's going to steal it anyway, are they? No, they won't know how to. <laughs> no, they will, and they won't get very far. <laughs>
1: There's an old story over here in the UK for um, a it was a car rental company who'd had someone come in to to rent one of their cars um, and they brought it back after about half an hour, saying that it was it was just undrivable. It was really really jerky and it was engine was absolutely screaming. It wouldn't go above thirty mile an hour. Um, <laughs> so they they brought it back and the the, the company replaced the car for them. And then sure enough, this person drove out, and same thing. Just almost turned straight back around and put the car back in. And it wasn't until the the, the salesperson got in the car with them uh, that they discovered that they'd only ever driven automatics, didn't didn't know there was such a thing as manual transmission, and would basically just go crunch straight into first gear and then hit hit the accelerator. So the engine's just screaming at 30 miles an hour. And they're just quite happily driving around, wondering why it's not going any quicker.
2: That's what They needed to get uh, a Corvette because I don't have a manual Corvette with a six-speed transmission. But first gear would get you to a hundred.
3: For, for the
2: I for the motorcyclists in,
1: in the uh, in the group, the Ducatis are renowned for that as well.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know what what do you need more than like two gears for,
3: huh.
2: right? Like it was insane. So they had better six gas... miles for the gallon,
3: yeah.
2: right? It had better gas mileage because you you'd go into gear on like going a hundred or hundred and twenty. Uh, kilometers per hour. I don't know. You guys use miles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's So that's weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to talk about it, but it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you guys like have almost made it, and I think that's what you guys are the reason America don't doesn't change.
1: Well, Cause there, because we because we will we'll quite happily go and buy a liter of something or measure something in in millimeters or centimeters or right. meters, but then I'm six foot one tall. But Great,
2: I'm I'm, I'm I'm five foot eight. I get you on that. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, if we 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 don't measure people in in metric. We measure people's height in um, weight. Yeah, and but annoyingly no, because we don't measure we don't measure our people weight in, you, in pounds. You're doing stone in stone, yeah, stone which, we keep even which older. No one seems to know it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, anytime somebody says stone, I'm like, that is such a stupid way of measuring it. Because it's it such a small number, like your number is too small.
3: Like
2: it's you, tw- i yeah, twelve uh, stone uh, sounds better than one hundred sixty-eight pounds. No, it doesn't. Twelve stone sounds like a lot. One hundred sixty-eight sounds like you're doing a good job. Twelve stone. I don't know. I sound twelve stone. I'm like, I don't think I could list up twelve stones. But but I think good, I no, could lift a up one hundred sixty-eight. <laughs> South African
1: of mine uh, has a, a rant every time I mention anything about stones he just goes off onto like this 10-minute rant about,
2: well, how big are the stones? What are they made of? How heavy are each right. stone? <laughs> right. That's the same inch and feet, right? Inch was like a, the size of a thumb and feet was the size of a foot. So what I like is my foot with a shoe on, most shoes that I wear are exactly one foot. <laughs> well, it, so it was the I, length of the king's foot, wasn't it? That's why it, it used right. to always change as well. It's just the crazy part that America's like, I'm going to hold on to this system that measured things based on... The length of a king, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not not even the same king's foot anymore.
3: <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing—you guys haven't with...
2: had a king for a long time, so I neither mean, have I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
3: a French years. king foot, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? But um, yeah, the, the the crazy thing with the, uh, Veritasium did a video about this about how uh, metrics imperial no America's imperial system is based on a metric standard. So they've redefined the imperial system to match metric definitions of units. So it's still based on ISO standard measurements from France.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But then just converted to an imperial equivalent.
2: That's why there's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's three different tons. There's a metric yeah. ton, an imperial ton, and a standard ton. And I just go, what? I always thought there was imperial and metric, and then it's the same. There's three different ways, of, or there's two different ways of measuring miles per gallon, because there's an imperial gallon and a standard gallon. Mm-hmm. And so, car advertisements in Canada will will do the liters per hundred kilometers, which I think is a stupid way of doing it, but whatever. Because I've never gone exactly hundred kilometers, I want well, to it, know. It's the reverse, isn't it? Is it's 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 the number of. Um
1: it's the amount of fluid used over a set distance, to a distance, as, opposed, distance yeah. Yeah, as opposed to the, the amount of distance you use for a set volume of fluid. Right. But
2: I buy it it's the reverse. <laughs> I buy it in amounts of fluid. So I want to know how many fluids I need to get to get somewhere. <laughs> I don't know I don't need to know how many like kilometers I get with the amount I bought. I want to like anyways, it's I think it's miles per gallon is the way I've always understood it. That's how it works in my head. I'm sure there's people who make leaders for 100 kilometers. It works perfectly good for them. But I was looking at like I was at one point going to buy a new car. And I, ne- I didn't end up doing it because new cars are a waste of money. But I was looking at the Dodge Dart and had this stupid number for miles per gallon. Because I'd been looking at miles per gallon on the internet, and it was giving me all the US numbers. And then this Dodge Dart commercial showed like uh, 50 miles per gallon. I was like, that's insane. For like a, you know, good sized sedan. Turns out they were giving me the, the like imperial miles per gallon. And so it's actually like
1: smaller, aren't they?
2: Yeah. So it's actually like thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine miles per gallon. I was like, that's false advertising. But it's not false advertising because apparently it's not. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's where you get like, um, you know, like Americans
1: having a reputation over here as as being lightweights for drinking. You know, the the, the beer strength is exactly the same, pretty much. You know, in ABV, which is what we measure it in over here, whereas proof tends to be in the States. It's, you know, the the compared equivalent is is about the same for beer strength, but our pints are bigger. So if if an American person comes over here and is used to having four pints of beer and not being drunk, and then they come over here and have four pints of beer and they've actually had four and a half,
2: maybe five pints of beer. So come to Canada where it is. When you you don't in the half liter. No, no, it's even more screwed up than that. You order a pint and you don't know. They don't have to tell you whether or not that pint's sixteen ounces or (laughs) twenty. That's a big difference. Yeah. Or eighteen, which is another number that's just made up to be a pint of beer. But in America, they or they measure their alcohol not by volume.
1: No, it's it's not the the proof strength, isn't it? So it's double what the A B V is.
2: No, so that proof is only for, like, uh, like spirits. But course, their yeah. beer is is not alcohol per volume. It's something else. So it makes the number lower, even though the alcohol is the same. taste still tastes like crap, but, you know, <laughs> the, the alcohol isn't actually as, like, it's not as lightweight as everyone thinks. It's just the numbers is, is measured differently.
1: Um, well, I, mean, it, I suppose that the... Do the equivalent to, to to provide balance and and at least you know show that we we do love our american cousins we're, we're not just ragging on americans tonight although it seems like that um you know like <laughs> a, a, our perception of napoleon being a short ass you know that again is is that those definitions of imperial measurements of mm-hmm. the fact that the um it's the foot at the time was two different sizes whether you're in britain or france so being a set height in feet um by our length of foot would have made him super tiny um so that's why we've now us brits have you know been ingrained since school age of having this this idea of you know frenchman being tiny and you know all that kind of stuff it's it's like again it's that that uh discrepancy in in a measurement unit not being a standardized unit
0: so napoleon is actually just quite normal sized
2: so look, I think he's the same height as me, but yeah, it's a hundred it, years it's, ago. I was average height. I'm now yeah. short. <laughs> he,
1: he was he was about average, if not slightly above average, for the time. Hmm.
0: The history metrology we're covering quite a range of things you yeah. evening. Yeah, and it's like okay, uh, Lindsay's just given us a pass for uh, ragging on Americans tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Lindsay is an engineer, and, and, and you know, kind of, yeah. You know, nasa great engineer, so I think NASA have, you know, did, did, did Lindsay mostly for, since, for NASA?
2: yeah. According to your episode, she didn't, which I loved, by the way. Thank <laughs> you for not, like, I... Well, we figured Lindsay gets enough of, of the same questions all the time. Exactly. Well, and you guys don't even ask questions so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you could have. Yeah, we definitely wrap that up. <laughs>
0: I, we don't really do the interview style do we? I think we I think no. one person we've kind of I think one person we've kind of said, "Right, tell us about yourself in the way that His might be on another one. Yeah. But apart from that we literally just waffle. It's it's far more enjoyable.
2: Well so honestly it's a it's as as if you guys like designed it that way. It's three mates having a natter getting to Desi- the design. Design
0: suggests this thought prior thought into it.
2: <laughs> I think I think you had some because you called it Maker's Waffle.
1: That was only because we already had an existing group called Maker's Waffle in WhatsApp that we just we couldn't be bothered oh. thinking up another name, so we just thought, oh, we'll just we'll just use a name we already know, it saves us trying to think up something new. We just very lazily we just happened yeah. and then under his record
0: you know yeah this this is one of the laziest podcasts out there
2: it, it's uh, we're not you, ashamed you to say, say it. that but you are one of the like people andy that actually like does the most research probably on any guest you've probably uh, watched every video of every guest that's ever been on and listened to all of their podcasts And whether or not you were paying attention at the time or not, like that's a different story. But you, they were on in the background. You were wishing the wrong Jacobs happy birthday, but other than that, yeah, it happens.
1: Andy is always there. He's always listening. He's just not always in the right time. Yeah, right. You know that birthday message was perfectly legitimate, just on the wrong day. Yeah. Easy mistake to make. I mean, when you're a you know, when you're existing simultaneously in all timelines uh, at the same time, you know, it takes a lot of brain power to to pick the right time frame and the right timeline to to drop the messages in.
2: You know, Andy is completely omniscient. I am mm. just watching Spider-Man: Far From Home, and they just introduced the concept of the multiverse, which obviously I saw from Spider-Man's like the animated multiverse one um so andy is like mysterio i don't know i'm only halfway through is mysterio a bad guy is he a good guy i don't know it's because we have a book well
0: if you haven't got if you haven't got if you're only halfway through we're not going to say you Wait, know, that'd be well this is
2: where i we have a book that like is all the marvel heroes and supervillains, and it's mm-hmm. like a little five minute stories for my son and Mysterio, I'm pretty sure in the book is a villain, and I'm halfway through this. I'm like, this guy is the best. I'm like, they're setting me up. They're totally <laughs> right. setting me up for something here. Well, it's the MCU,
1: isn't it? It's 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 always a rug pull moment. There's always one in there. Twists
0: and turns. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking for. Yeah. I want to see ten rings. My. Uh, Shang Chi. Uh, up with my yeah. Um, met up with my sister-in-law. And her wife yesterday, and they'd just seen um 10 rings, and mm. apparently, very good. Very good, so.
1: it does not surprise me. The, the sort of thing the other day, it's, it's the first proper release uh during or, or post COVID stuff that's broken the 200 million dollar
3: hmm.
1: bracket. Mm. Yeah, it's um. I am also looking forward to it, but not enough to actually venture out into the outer net and deal with
0: people. Not See, I'm te- I'm tempted by because there's there's three good films around at the moment. I'm not sure if the one's out in the UK yet because mm. there's that there's the new Bond film which has just come out, and I've seen the, I can't remember the last time. Um, well, a
1: little bit behind
0: on the Bond films. Bond films, fi- Bond films I, we've seen we've seen every one since my wife and I've been together, we've seen every Bond film that's come out in the cinema. Mm-hmm. But when I discussed actually possibly going to see the new one, she said, yeah, but don't forget in the last one, I burst out laughing when the Aston Martin crashed and, and kind of, yeah, it was like everyone else in the cinema, particularly all the men in the cinema were going, oh, no. And she was like completely laughing. So she said, maybe Bond films aren't for me anymore. <laughs> um which might be true, so I might have to see if I can sneak out and watch that one by myself and then mm. of course there's June. I'm June, not yeah. sure if that's out yet in the UK I know it's been out in Europe I don't know. but I, I really want to see that because that looks spectacular mm.
3: I'm
1: trying to you think, think f- whether what's the last Bond one I've seen
3: Golden I've... Eye.
2: no <laughs> well i mean that
1: that's that i think that's probably one of my favorites just mostly for for when i saw it but um and the I'm n64 a game.
2: game yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> got that on release but um yeah, yeah I, i've definitely seen a daniel craig one but i don't know whether i've seen more than one might have only been casino royale
2: yeah maybe, I, maybe. that's the one i recall I think there was a sec. I think there was another one that I watched, but it might have just been a different Daniel Craig
3: movie.
2: <laughs> you gotta, yeah, it could, could be any of them. Right, it's like when I see P- Pierce Brosnan and I go, "Is this a Bond movie?" Like, if, like, I guess nobody flips through channels anymore. But I remember flipping through channels, and you're like, "Oh, I know that actor. Let me see what this movie is." Mm. But nobody, you don't flip through channels. I don't know how people find new stuff anymore, other than algorithms serve it up to them. I I think that's it, pretty much, yeah. I don't like it. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason that 156,000 people are watching a stupid video I made. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the the,
1: the downside, of course, is that if you've got anyone who... Like, we've got... um, My wife and I and my daughter have all got separate profiles on Netflix. But we've got a communal TV that we watch as a family downstairs. So, of Mm -hmm. course, it generally just ends up being... Whoever's profile was on last. Right. So next thing, you know, my my Netflix algorithm. If I open the Netflix app, up, it's all sorts
2: of crap comes up there. Yep. So I shared mine with my wife, and it's the same. It's and I like I tried to curate the stuff I wanted. So I would go through, and if I've already seen it, but I didn't want to watch it on Netflix, I would add it to my watch later. Even though I, like, that's how I used my watch later was not things I actually wanted to watch later. It's things I already seen just. Right, I was trying to game the algorithm. then she'd go and watch like, I don't know. downtown Abbey. I I would watch that over some of the stuff she's watched, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, but it would just be completely like, it would be like zombie film, and then it would be like soap opera, basically, and then... I'm sure she doesn't watch soap operas. But so so what zombie like films does she does she like to watch then? She'll she watch them all with me. That, that's the other thing, is like we have to. I can't watch anything by myself because she wants to watch it with me. Yeah. Except for there was like, uh, what was that zombie? There's a. It was like a, a full on series, like zombie, not Zombieland. Walking Dead. Z Nation. Z Nation. Uh-huh. So we watched like three seasons of that together, and then she said, "You can watch the rest by yourself," and I went, "Okay." Finally, a show I can watch. I went. I agree. It got worse and worse. But well, so we
1: used to do that. We used to watch, you know, things like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all those kind of things. We'd watch those together, and a couple mm-hmm. of other things were were the things that we we would watch as a couple. But then my wife started working, um, stupidly early shift. So then she's going to bed at like the same sort of time that I put my daughter to bed. So then I get my evenings to do stuff like this. But it meant then that she'd have to watch something and I'd watch it as well. So then it's like doubling up. So we can't then use the same profile because then, great, right. you know, you might skip ahead or stuff like that. So we're just like completely out of sync with anything that we're watching. Yeah.
3: It's
2: just terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's very, very frustrating. Okay, I, I've been with you on that because we wanted to, there was something that. She didn't think I'd want to watch, and I went, no, I would totally watch, like, Shameless. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that. It's I would be, like, totally into that. It's a bunch of, like, white trash people. The, I'm but, assuming uh, the, the US version of it, not the UK version. Is there a UK
1: version? The UK version was first. Yeah. And then they made the US version from it. Oh, and that's I, usually I how to, it goes. I used to work with someone who was was in the
2: first series of the UK, Shameless. Hmm. But
1: it's it's... Uh, it's Ultra Trash.
2: So I feel like if it's if it's the UK version, it probably only had two series, and it ended on a way that you went. I probably could have had one more, but I, <laughs> that's it. If it's I, the I, if it's the US version, it's uh, about five five series. Longer uh, five than years, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dragged out well past its death. Yeah.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> we were talking about this recently with um, Andromeda, which was a. a TV show, a sci fi show that I absolutely loved. And it was a concept by Gene Roddenberry. So the guy who did Star Trek, Mm -hmm. but set in like a completely different style and time frame and all the rest. But, you know, still sci fi spacey type stuff. And uh, they had this like one overarching story that would, you know, kind of persevered throughout these like four series. And then they wrapped the fourth series up with you know everyone dies the whole sort of story arc is completely wrapped up this four four year journey of meandering through this whole thing through the cosmos gets to the very end wraps the series up credits roll everything's fantastic it's like yeah that was a good ending oh wait they're doing a series 5 <laughs> <laughs> and they literally like everyone was dead the 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 main protagonist was walking to like Walk into the light, you know. It's like this whole thing, and then they just sort of like, "Oh yeah, now it's the it's the 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 Wild West, and they're on this like completely random planet." And then, "Oh look, this person hasn't actually died; they've just been kind of portaled through to here, and and this and this." And then it's just like loads of stupid little in- jokes, and
3: it's
2: just well, if they made it, if they made jokes, then I'm okay with it. Oh, if they tried yeah, to the... play it off as serious, then I'm no. So it
1: it it had Kevin Sorbo in it. So the guy who used to play Hercules, who I remember Andromeda now. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He as a person is an absolute. Horrible, horrible human being. I agree. But at the time when I saw it, it was good fun. Um, And There's a point where, you know, in series five, they've gone completely way beyond like normal story, they've just. uh, Every possible thing, you know, like one of the actresses was um, She had a baby, so she was she was pregnant for the first half of that series. So they only shot her from the waist up. So there was no, you know, no her walking around. It was just in computer screens and like all this, all this absolute nonsense. And then they kind of like backpedaled and brought stuff in. And there's a point where they they were trying to find some weapons, and they like open this little cupboard up. You know, in his in his office, and there's a there's a wig and a, a shield and a sword. And he just kind of like pulls the thing out. It's like all this old Hercules stuff, and he just goes, "Don't ask." It's like completely just took the piss out of himself the whole way through. But yeah,
3: it just when it comes
2: when it comes to pregnancies in TV shows, I think that like if I ever see a woman throw up out of the blue, I'm like she's pregnant, and ninety percent of the time, I'm right, and I just go like. Is there not a better way of doing this? Can women not just rank too much? Because that's what usually what causes me to throw up, yeah. right? Like, there's that whole
1: metric, isn't there? I, I forget what it, there's a there's a particular thing that they they throw at female characters uh, as a as a test for how well they've been written. Um, you know, like a, a lore of the internet type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I forget what it's called, but. It's like a metric that you can take any any writing of any female character and put them to to this set of rules, and it tells you how you know kind of well the character's been written. And ninety nine point nine percent of them are you know it, it's, it's it's exactly the same thing of you know completely vapid, no substance. They've been written in as the you know as the love interest who's. Ditsy, or you know, stuff like that, instead of like you know, strong, intelligent, independent, you know, capable, you know, like none of that seems to be
2: like people who have can, agency, uh, like that would be nice, yeah, yeah. you know, human beings. <laughs> oh, no, no, they're robots, are they not?
1: It's like this 50% of the population that just just happened to be this, this one very, you know, like. Oh, here's, here's the 25 characters that are hugely diverse in, in terms of their blokeness, all the bloke tropes. You know, here's the here's the, the big, grizzly dumb action type. Here's the nerdy, uh, knows all of the right formulas to use at the right time but can't interact with people. Here's the nerdy one who uh, can interact with people but can't interact with women. Or, you know, it's all, all the bloke tropes. And then just here is the generic woman.
2: It's it like, isn't. It, it just mm, boggles stories. my mind that it's that bad, mm. and it's getting away. Like I don't understand how it's been possible this long. But you know what? I'm going to put this out here before we get too far down this. As three white men, we probably shouldn't be talking about it. Oh yeah, totally. We we we
0: actually <laughs> we
1: we have uh, next week lined up to yes. talk about this. <laughs> yes,
0: uh, with people who can are better qualified I, to talk about it.
2: Yeah. Um, Probably. Well and truly.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you wanna talk I'm part Inuit, I can talk about that. And that's about it. Oh, and I'm only part, I'm like twenty five percent inuit. I was gonna say which which bit of you? Well, you'll have to that's that takes I I I can't show you that on this screen. Sorry. So
0: so grandpa um, so a grandparent.
2: Uh my mother's mother. Mm. Fantastic! Yeah, from Labrador. If anyone wants to go, take a look. Nice dogs.
3: Yeah.
2: Up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. I I don't even think they're from Labrador. I don't know how they got that name. Because I don't think they do a very good job up in Labrador. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, probably
0: not. No. No. I, I I suspect it's like a lot of things. They've if you look at sort of dogs how they've progressed, changed over the last hundred years. You wouldn't, right? I mean, like pugs. Oh God, a, no! A yeah. picture, a pug now and a pug hundred years ago—totally different-looking dog. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And and other sort of breeds, I mean, you know, bulldogs, and I suspect maybe at one German point,
2: shepherds even. Yeah, like it's amazing the look. A look lot at, of change. Yeah, that,
1: that's definitely s- another rant I could go down, but I, I think I, I shall, I shall avoid that one. <laughs>
0: That is, I well, mean, about, I mean, Inuit. I mean, we talk about kind of sort of women. We're going to have, as we said, next week, episode twenty is going to be our first group um, chat, and we in those chats. We're we're hopefully going to try and tackle, not necessarily always, but we're going to try and maybe tackle some more interesting topics with people who are uh, maybe not more deeper, harder topics, maybe
1: yeah,
0: um, much much heavier topic to deal with. I mean, you could sort of say Inuit. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. When I was growing up, yeah. You know, it was yeah, Eskimos. Mm-hmm. Now, Eskimos, I understand now, is not an appropriate term to use. I think depends on who you ask. Maybe, but... Yeah, I, yeah. Is, is Inuit even an appropriate term to use? I mean,
2: it, depends on who you ask. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well tell, well, tell us more about it. I mean, you, you, you must be the guy to know. I mean, you. Well, your yeah, work I, and obviously your heritage.
2: So, my mother. Um, so I don't know if you guys know a little bit of the Canadian history. But in the 60s and 50s, really, because that's when it actually happened to my mother, they uh, they so we'll go back even further. They tried to get rid of all the indigenous people in Canada, which, you know, British are good at. Um, yeah, we, we've done that in a few places. Right. And they weren't as successful, but they tried really hard in Canada. But part of their things they did, the residential schools. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about that. I worked uh, helping to resolve those claims. Um, cause I worked for the federal government here. Um, but once that started winding down, what they started doing is, uh, is actually, instead of taking them to residential schools to make them white, they literally just uh, stole them and gave them to white families. So my mother was part of this where they would, what, how they would do it is they would go up and say, Hey, would you like to, this is how it happened to my mother. I don't know how it happened across the board, but. They went up to my grandmother and said, Would you like government help with your baby? Sign these papers. And she went, Government help. I live in Labrador. Government help is always welcome because we literally live on the like the pin of the head of a needle on whether or not we you know survive a winter or die. Mm-hmm. So any we take help. Somebody says you want help, we take help. Sign the papers. They took the baby away give it to a family looking for you know to adopt
3: mm-hmm.
2: um that my as far as I know my mother was grew up in a great family uh, but was raised as if we were Danish um I thought I was polish Danish um turns out I'm actually Ukrainian Inuit but that's a whole <laughs> double problem there uh, <laughs> So uh, on my mother's side, the Inuit side, I in the '90s, I we ended up finding out that she was Inuit. We met the families, we found out the story oh, of what happens. happened. I've been up to Labrador a couple of times. Um, it is a uh, scary country, That's what I'd put it. Like you, don't, it's it is not habitable, but people live there. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in terms of Inuit, so the the Labrador Inuit were probably one of the first uh, that were encountered by. Uh, like missionaries, so they've been intermingling with white people longer than the other ones because Mm -hmm. as much as I think that's not habitable, up north is even less, right? Uh, Like up in the Nunavut, northwest territories, and and the Yukon is even less habitable. Um, So all that to say, I don't know as much about my Inuit heritage as I probably should, I don't know much about my Polish heritage either because apparently it was a lie. Um, that was my—you were just my... looking
1: in the wrong country. That was the problem.
2: Well, to, and that's just even more crazy is that in reality, where <laughs> yeah. my grandfather was born is now Belarus. Oh. But his grandfather moved from Ukraine after World War One to Poland because that was the strong country. Mm-hmm. To immediately being, you know. Over, you know taken over or whatever, yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And then, so apparently we were they were Ukrainian. They changed their name so that they wouldn't be discriminated in Poland. Mm. Um, he couldn't when I ta- I found out about it in the when he was in his nineties. Um, he couldn't remember what his original name was because wow. they probably didn't say it very often. Understandably, mm. uh, but apparently so. My last name's not actually Alexander. I have a, I have a, a Polish last name. Last name. Yeah, but I don't put it out there. Because um, one, it's just whenever I like Zabalski, I don't care if anyone knows it, it's not searchable. Like I can't say it and people can spell it. So that's why I didn't (laughs) put it out there. Like, yeah, go find me. It's like, you know, it's like, go find me on this YouTube channel. And you don't have your customer URL yet. You're like, it's two uppercase J, lowercase n, which doesn't even (laughs) matter. But for some reason, people really care. Um, and then it's like a 6-P-Z-I-3. Uh, just go find me there. Right? So that's the, is, sa- is I this the same the thing, my
1: last name. Is the, the, the YouTube URL, or is this just you trying to spell your Polish last night? <laughs> it's in both. It was
2: both <laughs> at the same time. Um, so, yeah. So when it comes to Inuit, I don't know much about it. I've tried to learn um, my uh, logo. If you see it's actually the spruce twig it's from the Labrador flag. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's where I got, I got that from. And then I added the orange. I don't know what the orange is from, but I just like the color. Um, it's one of the political totally parties like. here in Canada. And right now I'm okay with them. We'll see how the future goes. <laughs> get, uh, get some time, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll turn out to be all like the rest. Uh, all that's to say is uh, you, I don't know as much about it as I, So I'm not the expert you could ask questions to. Um, I mean, you know more than us. So by by our standards, you are currently an expert. Right. Okay. So if you want to talk about the – I'll talk just about Eskimo and why it can or cannot be uh, offensive Mm. um, and where certain times it is. So we have a – well, we had until very, very recently a Canadian football team In football, like American football, but Canadian football, so it's slightly different, but not like your football at all. So it's still
1: hand-egg, not round-ball.
2: Yeah, so we have a Canadian hand-egg team that that was called the Edmonton Eskimos. Um, And recently they've changed their name. Um, Finally, after a long time of people protesting and a bunch of white people saying, I don't understand why that's offensive, and that they do a poll, and for some reason... The majority of people didn't find it offensive so they wouldn't change the name, and I went, right. surprising that, isn't it? There's a Hmm. small section of where they did find it offensive. You should probably listen to those people because they're... Anyways, they'd always be able to find someone who said, I'm not offended, and I'm Eskimo. Yeah. And then I go, right, and that's fine. But there's other ones who are... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So the reason I was offended by Eskimo being in that league is because they would be going up against... Animals, right? It's mm. so like Hamilton's seems the Tiger Cats, right? So it's like you'd be pitting a, a my culture, my people against animals. Right, yeah, yeah. and that's how I always felt was like offensive to me. It's the same for the rest of like baseball has the, you know, other humanizing like, them, isn't it? Right, that's what I felt and why I felt it wasn't cool. It, it yeah. had nothing to do with, I don't care about the name. Like, I'm fine with using the E word. I'm problematic with using it on a team, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it, that to me is offensive. Eskimo to me wasn't offensive. I had, the people in Labrador, the seemingly the more east you go to a point, it's not offensive. The more west you go, it is. Inuit is somewhere in between. Some people go, that's not our name. Other people say that is completely our name. Mm. Depending on like... it. It says you can't put there, it's not a single people, and that's the big problem. Like, if you look in England, you have Wales, you have you have not England. If you look in the United Kingdom, you have Wales, Mm. England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, the Isle of Man, you have the Manx, Cornish, right? Yeah, Cornish. You have so many different cultures and people, and it's the same way in Canada, and it's even more
1: of all of those cultures and everything. Historically, they all hate English. Right, but well, <laughs> us English are then so arrogant to lump them in with us. But right. it's the same level of like, yeah, but we've
2: we've just asked every Englishman we know, and and they're all fine with it. Exactly, they're all fine. They're all fine with you guys going up in Scotland and taking over. They're all, c- <laughs> they think they're all savages up in Scotland, right? Like, but no, we just don't you- want you English coming in. <laughs> right. So that's a, it's a very similar thing that happened uh, in Canada. Um, and the north wasn't really taken over until the 60s because there wasn't anything there, right? And now they talk about, like, there's the, the Northwest Passage. So Canada is very interested in the Arctic now. And that started happening in the 60s. So they went up there and they took Inuit, And they literally took them out of their igloos and their dog sled teams and their traditional way of life and said, stop doing that. Start living in houses, you savages, and built them all houses and gave them all houses and gave them all west, like, you know, southern houses and said, live Mm -hmm. here. And then they went all moldy and gross and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And it's just like, when you think about it, they just go like everything they've ever done, even till today, they've done it to a detriment, it seems to those people and cultures and uh i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but the term eskimo to me isn't offensive to other people it is so you probably shouldn't use it right if you if you if you're worried about uh, offending people and, and you realize that you have the ability to use another word that is use more generally word. accepted use the other word i don't know
1: I suppose it would be, but indigenous peoples or something. I suppose would be.
2: Indigenous peoples is good. uh, Some people don't like that term either, but that's a whole other kind. Like,
1: so. I suppose ask the person you're speaking to is probably the most
2: sensible option. Right. Like, unless there's a reason that you needed to refer to someone in a way that that made. That you couldn't tell what they wanted to be called. Like I don't even understand how you could possibly want to need to do that for ninety nine percent of your interactions. You don't need to tell people what their race is, <laughs> or what their culture is, uh, or what their religion
0: age. is. So giving yeah. people labels, yeah,
2: right, yeah, like other than the labels that, they're, that they give to themselves and tell you to use. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: I mean, it, I mean that, that that goes for for just about every group of people. You know, regardless right. of whether we're talking, you know, sexuality, gender, race, heritage, whatever. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, that seems to be a, a woodworker, a common... maker. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing a makers guild t-shirt at the minute. It's, it's for the generalists. <laughs> so
2: last night we were having conversation on the makers having Zoom makers on Zoom having coffee, uh, and this was the last the night edition. So it was actually makers on Zoom having cocktails, and we were talking about the difference between carpenter and woodworker. Mm. and and then the mm-hmm. difference between machinist and metal and fabricator yeah. or welder right or pet pipe like. Right? and we were just talking about like if you say the word metal worker it's it's not offensive to someone who welds or fabricates or or machines but if you say that a carpenter is a woodworker a lot of woodworkers say no no he's a carpenter right yeah like it's I'm a big I'm difference
1: still- I used to work with site lads who were um, what they referred to as shuttering chippies. You know, and they, they would they were not finessed, not fine woodworking, but they could <laughs> right. quite happily cut a lump of plywood and wedge it into the shape of a poured slab of concrete, no problem, all right. day long. Uh, you know, efficiently to a price. But ask them to make a cabinet, and it'll you won't know which way up it's meant to be. You know, but. Likewise, you know, you, you say to a, a cabinet maker, you know, can you just shutter in that that concrete slab that's about to be poured in an hour and a half's time? Like, sorry, an hour and a half? Uh, do you mean day and a half? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a complete worlds apart using the same materials and the same tools, but completely different. I think that,
0: that could be an interesting chat. In about a months' time, we've got uh, Andy and Tyler from uh, Crosscut Wood uh, Crosscut oh. Podcast coming on and Tyler initially trained as a first fix carpenter I believe but he's now a fine woodworker mm. so I think that that could be an interesting kind of discussion to kind of have with him about kind of that that sort of change and yeah, you know, how he might refer to himself now or how he might consider those kind of references and those labels.
1: Yeah, because I, I think that's that's the, the sort of the struggle, I think, isn't it? Is because each one of those terms carries its own weight and its own set of requirements or, or ethos, maybe. You know, I think
0: yeah, and I I, I think there's elements to that. And I I think certainly on my kind of list of ideas for kind of the kind of group type chats one day i want to have one about kind of labeling and yeah how we label and the kind of the whole thing of yeah you know, makers versus woodworkers yeah. versus woodturners versus yeah you know, the whole raft of possible different um different things that we we have, you know, the kind of oh, how that fits in with kind of YouTube and how that fits in with uh, our ability to uh, maybe communicate and and discuss with other people about kind of, you know, where we're at. And I mean, there is the whole thing. Do we need labels? If you enjoy making it, you're a maker. doesn't matter what you make, you know, does it have to be. Yeah, a whether label? it's a
1: sandwich or a cabinet, it's still making something yeah. that wasn't there before. But makers I mean,
2: already we, is a label. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we had this one when, when we were, Andy and I were at uh, James's wedding um, last weekend, you know, and, and
0: it was this. Um... And for, con- for context, I can't remember if we said last last time when we we discussed, yeah, there were eight of us that were kind of you know, makers. Yeah, included eight, eight James, of Eight of the maker community. From about from about kind of, yeah, you know, 60, 60, 70 people 70 that were people, there. Yeah.
1: But we we were introduced as being, you know, like some of James's friends were, you know, sort of lawyers or doctors or, you know, other sort of quote unquote proper professionals. And then, you know, us makers who, you know, we realized that only Rasmus actually is making professionally. The rest of us make for fun or as a hobby. We've all got day jobs, you know, we're all. Caro,
0: Caro's professional maker.
1: True, yeah, true. I mean, you know, the, Caro's profession being more grandiose, I think, you know, like uh, I, I suppose it's the pedestal I put Caro on, I suppose, but, um, you know, it, she's incredibly humble and would, you know, diminish her own skills and, and sort of call herself a maker, but, you know, she's a super fancy prop maker. Which I suppose, you know, make her in the title, but um, <laughs> literally literally in the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think I just see Caro as like so supremely at the top of the rest of us. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but uh, her stuff is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. Um, you know, whereas like Rasmus sort of being a, a, a blacksmith professionally, but then his his hobbies outside of that were not where are oh, dancing, um, or gaming, or you know, things that are sort of the wrong not way making. around for the rest of us, yeah. <laughs> um so that that kind of like weird uh weird situation where you've got this group of people who, who who make for fun but then being introduced as as those are the makers. And we had loads of people that were, were coming up and were very Interested and and wanted to learn more and you know what is this making thing anyway and it's it's kind of like people are sort of hesitantly like walking up to us you know like the way you'd walk to you'd walk up to perhaps like a, a, a scary animal or you know something like that like very cautiously approaching with like crouched posture with with a hand out you know sort of trying to offer snacks or drinks you know it's like are you, are you one of the makers. Can I come and talk to you? Can I ask you questions? Can, can are you going to bite? <laughs> you know, it's This like really weird scenario of, of um, yes. Yeah, like we're, we're just we're just people who, who who, dick around with tools and and, and throw
0: stuff together and occasionally like, take photographs uh, or video of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. We just hit stuff.
2: <laughs> I think when I think about it, it's i i don't like i don't like labels i don't like titles i don't like that kind of stuff like my title at work is investigator i'd say 90 percent of my job is an investigation like that's not mm-hmm. what i do for a living but that's the title because the title gives you the thing that gets you in the door right and then it's conflict resolution it's negotiation it's you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing that's what my job is but an investigator gets people to respond to my emails. I mean, mine, so I get mine, why they exist.
1: Mine says IT manager and I, I barely manage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you barely manage it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't like titles, but I also get why they exist. I don't like categories. I also get why mm. they exist. It's a lot easier. Like I know when you when I dump out a bag of Legos, I've, I put them in little categories. Right, like that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Like that's how that's how your like a lot of people's minds work by labels and categories because that's, I think, how we've gotten to this greater, higher level of thinking is by being able to label and categorize something. Yeah. The problem is when we uh, when we apply labels incorrectly, and we put them in categories that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you started pouring out your Lego. And all the, the like two by six pieces of Lego, you went, well, those are always red. <laughs> no matter <laughs> I'm what. I am
1: going to say is do you, group the, do you group all the bricks by color or all the bricks by, you know, function or height
2: or shape or Depend- set that they came from? or, Right. Well, if it's a set that I'm building, I usually try and dump them out and then figure out by, uh, it depends on the color. If it's a multicolored set, I'll dump them out. Sort by color, then by mm-hmm. thing. But if it's like a, a gray and black set, well, then it's just by size, <laughs> right? Like we have, so we have on the race car team that I work on, we have two giant bins of bolts:
3: mm-hmm.
2: small bolt bin, big bolt bin. That's it. That's all it is. That's our that's our bolts. That's our bolt organization It's random small bolts, random large bolts, and mm-hmm. and we just try and that's that's the minimum labeling we give to them
1: as long as you've got enough
2: washers then you can you can account for any scenario then washers in a separate thing so yeah yeah, it's okay and there's never there's never enough washers i I put that out there now (laughs) it's
1: it's when you start tearing them down uh to you know when you've got a long enough bolt that's too thin for the hole so you've got to then tear like a penny washer and then yeah you know an m8 and an m6 and an m5 yeah. to stick the m4 bolt through so there's enough clearance because yeah, is long
2: enough but <laughs> when, when you're on a race team and you need to get the car back out there you do things like this <laughs> you do, right yeah. and if I you're lucky it holds that. <laughs> yeah.
0: 10 more laps that's all we need yeah <laughs> and if you're not lucky you just do it again 20 minutes later hopefully right <laughs> assuming they haven't crashed
1: just find the yeah, next that's... bolt that nearly
0: fits Stick more right. washers on it.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. like, talking about the, the uh, labels on people um, and the irony that being, you know, that labels on people in terms, especially in terms of you know, job or region or things like that, is is purely a, a taxation thing. You know, it's it's a. It, it, I suppose it's much in the same way that, that Lego is. You know, we we label people so that we can work out how best to tax them how best to, right. to, to use them for their function. You know, in the same way that you would with, you know, categorizing your Lego pieces. It's mm-hmm. there's no point in having all the little tiny studs in with all the big plates if you you know, you're not going to use them at the same time. If you if you group
2: them in such a way that you get the high earners or the high taxpayers, it's it's easier it's, than the I think it's more about use and and people are used. And I don't like people. people shouldn't be used. Right? They're it's not about using people, right? We are not two by fours. We're people, (laughs) right? Like, I don't know. That's just, maybe I I don't know. That's a whole, like, I don't know if we got enough time for this. I don't want to become the new record holder because I also (laughs) haven't had dinner and I've had quite a few beers and I could probably go on a nice long G rant about how people shouldn't be used. And if anyone wants to have that conversation, they can call me. (laughs)
3: Yeah, <laughs> after dinner for
0: another time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. The, the Lego ones because I used to do a lot of Lego and we, we we still have a lot of Lego here and we ended up sorting it mostly by colour just mm. just out of interest yeah and we've literally got huge tubs full of colours um but then with the little bits then we'd have little sub tubs smaller kind of you know little kind of lunchbox type tubs inside the big tubs with the splits that are so small you don't want to lose them right but i love that phrase yeah. sub tubs yeah. yeah just just to say that it's just a nice little <laughs> bit of alliteration
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> on on that note yeah nope. uh, yeah we are keeping you we are keeping you away from you we are keeping you away from your dinner so let, let's let's start thinking about you yeah, what's been grabbing your attention this week and i, I you came in last minute, so you might not have prepared much, but yeah, you've listened yeah. to most of our shows. You kind of know the idea. So. Well, we've, we've heard the story of the travel.
2: Yeah. Right. So uh, in terms of what's been grabbing my attention, I literally have watched three videos from this weekend already. So, uh, so I'll, I'll shout those people out. Morley's already put out his video. And uh, I actually, a year ago this, well, in September, a year ago, I went on a... Uh, this is, I don't know my tangents. I'm really good at them, but, uh, I went You're on a, make, uh, yeah, I know you guys do. Uh, that's why I wanted to be a guest on this, this, like this podcast so bad. I was like, this is my life. When I listen to it, I'm like, that's exactly how I speak. Um, so about a year ago, Morley and I went on a canoeing backcountry canoeing trip and, uh, I showed him how to make a spoon, even though he'd already made a spoon. And he showed me how to do some leatherworking. I made a sheath for uh, my carving knife. Um, Anyways, at the end of it, I planned on making two videos out of all the footage. I planned on making a video of me making the sheath, one video, a second video of, like, the trip Mm -hmm. and trying to take the, like, because I'm okay with, like, putting up on the channel videos that are going to completely bomb because they're not maker related. I'm totally okay with doing that. So that's what I planned on doing. Morley put out his video, and he captured the experience so good that I went, I don't think I could... Make a video that good. So I never <laughs> ended up putting out the second video of the trip, right? Because he just did such a good job while also integrating the making part of it. And he did the same thing this weekend. He did a really great job of making it feel like you were there. So if you want to check out that mm. like feeling of it, it's a great... like. If you want to learn how to blacksmith a kitchen cleaver, don't watch Morley's video. <laughs> if you want to get the feeling that you were there with us, go watch his video.
0: It's good video um, Mor- morley is fantastic at, at making his videos he's mm-hmm. he's just going strength to strength and i think yeah possibly in a few more years time depending on where he chooses to put his focus i think yeah, mm-hmm. this it, could be really quite big he's
1: it's, annoying Have really, really talented friends isn't it
2: mm. yeah it is it is it's very <laughs> frustrating and especially the ones that like drive you back across the border
0: yeah, I know. Like,
1: uh, yeah. Why well, can you also? I'm talented. Okay. It's just you've got to be yeah. one or the other,
2: <laughs> right? Can you be a talented asshole like everyone else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so then there's uh, Scott from uh, Dad It Yourself. He put out a video, and it's you know nice little video showcasing the weekend. I think he even wrote in the Discord that we're in is that uh, you know Morley's video. It was like everything he tried his video to be. So I thought that was a really good comment. <laughs> And then uh, Justin from Bear Naked, um, he also put out a video, and his is more focused on making the cleaver. So if you're interested more on what he did to make the cleaver and the wood turning aspects of it, that's a really good video. So that's what's been kind of on my like, what you, grabbing on my attention. Video.
0: So where's your going to?
2: Where's your video going to be? You got to put one up. So I I, I just put a video up today. Um, today? Yesterday? yesterday uh of uh my my tiny camper build one of my, another yeah. video on my tiny camper build Your videos doors. yeah yeah making little cabinet doors so uh I, I this is where i i wish i'd put out the video first so then everyone go well that was the first video so it's okay <laughs> um right that's what you got to get if you want to get out the worst video you put it out first and you go well
0: before Maury, basically,
2: right yeah. um I don't know. I was looking over the the footage. I up, I put it into my movie editor, and I I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be more. I captured a lot more, like hammering metal, and that's pretty much all I captured. So what I'm gonna do is probably just take Morley's video, download it, and then just cut pieces <laughs> out. No, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, reload at the start. You'd be fine. Right. No, it's a, it's great. At the start, he actually put in like the high caliber camp logo, so I don't even have to change that. I just got to put. Put mine on top. Stick your yeah. watermark in the corner. Right. And then I'm good to go. Um <laughs> just interest Anytime he's hammering on the thing, just swap out one frame from mine and anything else. It's good. I'm in the background of a bunch of the shots anyway, so it's good to go. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Uh, but that's that's the main thing that's been grabbing my attention. The other thing is I'd like to talk about a book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Um, mm. It's, uh, uh, I'm going through it as, as a second read, and it's uh, it's made me think a lot about things. Yeah. Like I'm reading through it again, and I'm like, I don't remember this stuff, but it's hitting me hard, so why don't I remember it? So I'm probably going to have to go through a third time and read it and actually mm. read it. I, I generally read right before bed, so I know there are pages that <laughs> that get turned that are not in my memory, right? like Your, your know eyes I, have read what your brain hasn't read, what your right. eyes read. Right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I don't recognize that until it's like two or three pages later. I go, <laughs> "What just happened?" Right. And other times I I recognize it very much earlier, and I just go to sleep. So I'm probably gonna have to read that again. But I think it's a I really I really like how it's basically about figuring out what matters to you mm-hmm. is the important part of life. Yeah. And it, in whatever it is that you're doing there. Are, he, he presents some very good ways of figuring out what it is that you can, like how to analyze your life to figure out whether or not that is something worthwhile pr- pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's,
1: that's it's what, on my list to, to, to read. I've, I've, uh, I've had that on my radar for quite a while. And I, part of me is, is looking forward to it and the other part of me is is worried about what it's going to make me give up because i know there's so many things in my life that i'm going to go yeah maybe i should finally throw that project out so maybe i should just stop doing that
2: you know i i don't think it will i think really? it might in, invigorate you to finish those things <laughs> no i'm not joking like i think that's, that's the worry it, though isn't it right but i i really feel like it's when i read through it i go Right, I need to do those things. I need to do. Mm. I need to go and exercise. I don't need to, like, watch seventeen more hours of YouTube. Right, like, I don't need to. Right, or if I do, like, it's about if if that's what you want to do, and that makes sense with what you want to do, mm. that's fine. Yeah. It's about figuring out what you want to do. Well, I
1: mean, I suppose that that is kind of linking in with what my stuff is because this this week for me or. This weekend specifically has, has been segue. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's per- a, so a, a, a really, really good segue, actually. Okay, because I've good. Uh, <laughs> I've actually been doing a, a fair bit of um, gaming over the last over like this nice. this last week and um, stuff. Um, I talked to Andy before. I've uh, I I've suffer quite badly with my sinuses, and I've been going through uh, some new or starting some new treatments this week to try and tackle some of that. So as part of that kind of like uh, process of, you know, I need to I need to concentrate on, you know, getting better. So I thought, well, I, what I would do is change a bit of pace and and do a bit of self care and and do something that I enjoy doing, which is gaming. So um, I mean, I, it's entirely Duncan from Little Hobby Shops' fault because he introduced <laughs> me to a game called Frostpunk, hmm. which is uh, is just it's been. Hugely dragging my attention, just for um, it, it's like this dy- dystopian future past type thing, you know, like steampunk, diesel punk kind of era, being in this like nuclear winter, and you know, it's it's a city builder type mm. thing, but it is hugely brutal, but um, incredibly addictive. So it's been a it's been a great excuse for me to like. Actively do something I normally only kind of like allow myself to do as a bit of a treat, you know. It's that sort of, you know, like you say, de- deciding to do something um, that not brings you for a bit of pleasure. And yeah, exactly. You know, it's like I can, I can, I can do something guilt-free because I can tag it into being something I have to do to get better. You know, instead mm-hmm. of trying to work a bit more, I will. I will put attention and focus on this to kind of, you know, that's been uh, entirely Duncan's fault.
2: My my New Year's resolution was to be intentional with my time. Hmm. Exactly. It's, it's not about being productive with my time. It's being this hour is gaming. Yeah. This next four hours are gaming, and that's fine. And if I say that, and that's what I do. There's no problem with it, yeah. yeah. The problem is, I say this hour is for editing videos, and I spend an hour on Hearthstone. I go,
1: yeah, or, or you say this this next hour is for gaming, and then four hours later, go, oh, I should be doing something else now,
2: right? I honestly, when when you guys had a, uh, Ali on Ali, right? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they were talking about like ADHD, and I just went like that is my life i can't i can't do anything at all and i it's the like if it wasn't room. but if it wasn't a pandemic i'd probably go to the doctor and talk to them but right now it's probably not the best probably not the best idea but i just went like i i can't walk into the garage like there's a there's a malcolm in the middle episode where yep. the father is like it just goes off this like crazy but, tangent on flicks the light switch on and then right. next thing he's, he's changing the oil on the car because of the... No, he's changing the engine on the car. <laughs> and I've been there. I've pulled the engine out of my car. And I... Because it, it was leaking oil. Like a little bit of oil. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, two days later the engine is exactly like in the, the thing and I just go like there's something wrong with me. But also I'm okay with that as long as I realize that's how I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't beat myself up because I didn't change the light bulb. Right? Like uh, I, I must know, I,
1: I would love to <laughs> I'd love to go through and and speak with almost, you know, speak with everyone who's who listened to that episode with Ali and then has listened to any of the episodes since. Because almost every single person we've had on since we had Ali on. Yes. Has gone that, that episode with Ali really kind of resonated with me. And almost every single guest, with the exception of Billy last week, who said, no, I, I already am ADHD and I already know Ali well enough and all the rest. But everyone else has sort of gone, you know what? That thing that Ali said has really, really hit me. I need to go and get I need to go and speak to someone.
2: Great. And, and I would, We, was, we, see we were going to have a similar
0: other... discussion with Sean we were, yeah. Uh, in 2017 Sean did a TEDx talk mm. uh, talking about his neurodiversity mm-hmm. um and the the interest he then has in helping other people with sort of neurodiversity and I I would recommend people go and, and kind of watch that but specifically we'll, we'll talk things with like Sean when did we get him on yeah specifically
1: yeah. things like dyslexia autism and ADHD yeah. being very very prolific and common for You know, engineering types and maker types and problem solvers—you know—seem to be very, very closely linked.
2: I went to school for engineering, so I and I saw lots of that. But I always think, whenever I look at it, the biggest problem I have is like the DCSM—the like the manual for diagnosing people. Mm -hmm. I think it's called the DCSM. It it talks about everything in such a negative way when they talk about things like ADHD or autism, it's mm-hmm. always the negatives about it. And like, they talk about things like focus, unable to focus on things. I was like, yeah. when I'm in, a, like, uh, people the, the, the focus is, is uh, I, I'm a fo- yeah. right, I, I'm like, it's not that I can't focus. I can't focus on what you want me to at any moment, and, of and, any day.
0: And that's where it right? fits in. And, and yeah, it's that uh, that idea, particularly when talking about young people, them, them not fitting into the way right. certain people want the education system to work, the education well, that, system I mean, as it stands in in I would suggest most of the kind of Western world doesn't fit with young right, people man. with ADHD, with uh, I mean dyslexia can be very very problematic for for people wanting to learn. Doesn't fit well, so if it's not
2: undiagnosed, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and even
0: when diagnosed it can because it can be it so get, a and like a lot of things it's 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 a spectrum it's not yeah you know, just mm-hmm. one thing there isn't kind right. of oh this i mean years ago i mean when i first started teaching you, dyslexia was essentially oh they have difficulty with with reading and and, and with writing that was dyslexia yeah it's, And it's it's, it's so not it's it's, it's complete then. spectrum of it now and it's you, you know, know what it is kind of
2: it's thing. labeling people and trying to fit everyone into categories which yeah. is what i'm against so yeah if if we could design systems that worked instead of working away, they worked mm-hmm. for the people that they're trying to serve. It would be so much better. Mm-hmm. Right. That's oh, yeah, and that's yeah, what that. my job. Like, if anyone knows what an ombudsman is, my job is to try and make sure that people are treated fairly. And like, that's what I do is I try and make sure that that it's that people get the treatment they need and not the treatment that is everyone gets. Because... It's, it's
1: equality versus equity isn't it is I mean it's,
0: right. it's the, uh, the the equity that people usually need e- equality, equality is equality giving what, equality is giving everyone the same size box to stand on to try and look over a fence exactly equity is giving people the correct size box so they can all
2: see the the, the match right. yeah. and an Ombudsman's world is removing the fence exactly mm-hmm. it's the justice rather than the equity or equality right. But it's uh so i think plato said it it was there's nothing more unfair than the equal treatment of unequals mm. yeah
1: it's very yeah.
2: very true. yeah so i don't know how we got that down there from gaming i don't <laughs> know what <happened. laughs> jamie
0: anything anything else been you grabbing your attention jamie you've, you've had uh, well, frost I... punk Frostbunk? Yeah, Frostpunk, yeah.
1: and and I did a, a bit of uh, Subnautica below zero was pretty good. But I mean I, I had a, a long overdue catch up with my dad. I haven't chatted to him for quite a while and I had a bit of a natter with him and stuff. But specifically I, I need to I need to make a point of shouting out James Hoffman again because his his video this week uh was just it had me in stitches. Um and for those not familiar with James Hoffman, he's he's a, a he's a a weird coffee person he calls himself, um, but he does amazing, super deep dives into really nerdy coffee stuff. Um, but he's uh, he's worked with some very, 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 very clever people, um, and he did a video this week on how to make coffee if you don't have the equipment to make coffee, hmm. specifically to be able to make um, you know if you were at home and only had a Bag of coffee beans and some rudimentary stuff. Could you make coffee? So he decided to try and grind beans by smashing them with a hammer,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or using a pestle and mortar, or uh, chopping them up with a with a knife, um, or using a pepper mill to, to
2: grind them. Um, well, the pepper mill sounds like the best choice out of all those.
1: Well, I, I mean, have to the watch the right. video first. You'll have to see. Yeah. So this is the thing. So well, it, I
2: think he would cut them, and then they'd go in the pepper mill. I wouldn't just go straight to Well, on.
1: exactly. So, so this is the thing. So he he tries these different methods and then tries the uh a couple of different methods for making a pour-over brew from these ground beans and he's he's got a wonderful way of explaining things. Um mm-hmm. and he's just very 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 subtle, very kind of, you know, stereotypically British Way about him, but I I was I was doubled over crying, laughing at a number of points in the video, just for like little bits of humour that just completely caught me off guard. So yeah, I would I would definitely urge any anyone who's into nerdy stuff in any way to just
0: have a watch of that. Sounds like it'd be a good premise for a rough science remake. Well, exactly that, and and he did say towards the end of it, as you know, like.
1: You know, should he do this kind of uh, out in the w- out in the woods somewhere, trying to do a, a similar um, a similar thing?
2: Does he only make coffee videos? Because I just went to his YouTube channel in the last like ten videos are coffee. Is he a coffee maker?
1: Yeah, yeah. He okay. he, he 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 part owns a, um, a a milk company and a coffee company as well. Oh, okay. I was just like mm. what he was he was he was, <laughs> was the like, world this guy barista really champion. Likes... Oh really? Okay. Yeah, at one point in, in stuff like, it, he does very, very, very in depth stuff with coffee type things. Yeah. So he he he's done, you know, coffee cakes and like how to make the best yes. coffee cake. So it's a very I see this. It's a very cake orientated thing, but with a very strong coffee undertone, you know. So he does a lot of other stuff. I he's see, coffee focused,
2: but he's 3D printing ca- coffee stuff. Yeah, literally, that's what it says. 3D printing coffee stuff. I don't know. I don't know what stuff you're 3D printing for coffee, but I kind of want to find out. I don't have a 3D printer, but I kind of want to find out. Exactly. I'll I would. I would have one if I didn't have to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a trip. It should have cost me two hundred, but yeah, you could have got a couple of 3D printers for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: and
0: uh, you, you can't even. I mean, after that as well, if you wanted to buy, yeah, you know, buy a forge and a, an anvil, and that's the problem. Yeah,
2: and a wood lathe, and ah, but I hear you've got a wood lathe. I do have a. I my dad said I could have a shopsmith, so I don't know if you guys know what a shopsmith is, but Maybe it's like a, it's rund- a five in five in one tool, like that's yes, how they were this sold. This this. It's mainly a lathe. But it's also a table saw and a drill press and a, you know, horizontal borer and a, like, I don't know, I can't remember disc sander or something. I don't know what else it is. But, and then there's others, like you can get other attachments that go off of it. But it, mainly what it is, is a, is a an adjustable RPM motor. Is what mm-hmm. it is. And then you, t- you attach things to it. So yeah. as the lathe, it's apparently a decent lathe. It's a, it's a multi-tool. So it's, If you were a production, it sucks. If you are a small shop, it's great. Right? But nobody wants to spend time switching. It's like, I don't even like switching between my table saw blades (laughs) to go cross cut to to rip cut. So I just buy a combination. Right? I mean, that's why I've
1: got four 3D printers set up, just for changing between materials and nozzles. It's easy to just have another machine.
2: (laughs) Right. So this is where, but if you didn't have the space for four, You'd probably buy one that could do it all, mm. right? It's like why I bought a, a brad nailer There was also a stapler, which I shouldn't have done because yeah. instead of making nice, small brad nail holes, when I use a brad nailer, it makes the same size holes as if I'm stapling because the little thing that comes out and goes of like course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I my dad said I could have it, but I don't have space for that stuff. I don't know. I know, like when I say I don't have space, I I know you guys look <laughs> at this garage that I have and I go, you can still walk in there. You have lots of space. I can't work if I can't move. Mm. I can't work. I just can't. It just doesn't work for me. I would. I just don't go in that room, and then it becomes a problem. Then I'm not doing it. So I know, I know better than to, to accept things that like there was a free like my table saw. Is a craftsman, uh like nineteen, I don't know, forties, nineteen fifties, something like that. There was a free one, almost the exact same model as mine. I went, I should just get that, use it as so my, my F table. Right, and, and then put a dado stack in it and just never have to change that dado stack again. Right? And then I also went, or not, because I'm just not gonna do that. Like I just don't I know I will get it'll be in the way. I can't easily move it. Like they weigh a lot of like they're not they're not easy to move around. Even on casters, it's annoying. Right? So I just I ended up going, No, it's free, but I'm not gonna go get it. Even though it's, <laughs> it's worth fifty dollars. Yeah. It's worth at least fifty dollars worth of metal. So I don't know why I didn't go get it and then just take <laughs> it to the dump, but I didn't. Because I know it would megan- just live in my it would just live in my garage. It wouldn't move. I know even if I bought it, it got it. And then I would eventually just go, I'm tired of this and throw it out myself. I went, or I could just leave it there. And I don't have to deal with any of those emotions. Anyway, sorry. Other than the
1: regret saying. of not getting it.
2: There's no regret because I already went through it. The regrets yeah. already happened. There's no regret anymore. I'm okay That's with fair. it. The only regret I have is that I could have just taken it to the dump and gotten money for it, but I know I wouldn't have done it, so it's not regretful.
1: Well, just think some someone else somewhere
2: might be I, making a cabinet I, on it. I've taken yeah. aluminum engine blocks and just put them at the curb because I couldn't be bothered to go to the place that gives you good money. Like these are like you know a good That'd chunk be of good aluminum money for
0: an engine block. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. I have problems, guys.
1: Okay, yeah, I I'm totally with you. Sometimes the the effort is worth more, you know, than right. what you'd get for it. You know? But it isn't. Yeah.
2: It's totally worth. No, it's not. I don't know. Let, I just don't care about have money. Yeah, the, the
1: the value of your time, you know, versus. Then I sit the on the couch and work.
2: don't do anything. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. This is what I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like I yeah, get if I was busy. Right, I'm actively choosing to do nothing instead of, like, get seventy five dollars to go to the dump. I don't know, to drive fifteen minutes. Like, I don't know. So broken.
3: I know, but I'll spend. I'll,
2: I'll literally spend an hour trying to find a five dollar off coupon on something okay. on the internet. But I can't drive an hour <laughs> and back to make seventy five. Like it's. Uh, okay. Welcome to I'm the making community. <laughs> right.
1: Welcome to Neurodiversity.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. T- talking of, uh, oh, like a squirrel, Andy, what's been grabbing your attention at random this
0: week? Uh, uh, let me have my list. Three, yeah, three things this week. Uh, first one, I won't say too much about it. Uh, Fills with tools, treasure trade, 2021. Mm. Uh, if you know, you know. If mm-hmm. you've got, uh, from date of recording, you've got seven days to get signed up. Um. Everyone that's previously taken part has had an email. Yeah, There's a few changes this year, one of which is there is one sign-up deadline. If you don't make the sign-up deadline, you'll just be put on the email list for next year's. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yep, get in on that.
2: Um, I'm in. Good. You know what's unfortunate, though? I I understand the reasonings behind it, but I'm not going to get any more UK stuff this year.
0: Not this year, hopefully next year. Yeah. We, mm. the, the postage after quite a bit of discussion, uh, The there were some issues it. last year. Yeah. But it's not last nice. We, yeah, we kinda we did have. some
1: stupid stuff that, that kind of ruined it for everyone else. Yeah. UK versus the rest of the world this is
0: Yeah, it's not just it's not just that stupid, stupid thing that got done for no really good reason other than some very rich people getting even richer. Um, sorry, I've it you, stay away from that. Um <laughs> Another one this another one this week. uh, Just a little bit of a sad one. It's a year this week since Sharon from Figments made passed Mm. away. Um, So a few people have been remembering that, and yeah, if you don't didn't know Sharon, um, yeah, she she was such a lovely, amazing person. Um, But her videos are still up on YouTube. Go and watch them because they're blooming funny. They really are. Um, Just an absolute blessing. But the thing that the thing that really caught my eye this week uh I can't remember how I came across it um I, I think it was posted in a group that's kind of a bit more uh, art oriented than um making oriented that I mean uh and I've got to read this off because I can't remember it uh Claudia Bueno um a, 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 a an installation called Pulse at Mio Wolf in Las Vegas Phenomenal. It's it's the it's the most amazing art installation that I've ever seen. I'd love to go and see it in person. Um, I'll put the I'll put the link into the uh, show notes. But essentially, it was a, a, a piece of art inspired by the layers of mineral buildup in. Uh, I think it might be Yellowstone National Park in yeah, the kind of hot geysers, in. and then that was translated onto layers of glass I think I think a total of 60 layers of glass I think they're in blocks of 12 mm. um, and then those layers of glass stacked together are illuminated a, a individually at a time yeah yeah individually so the, the illumination is moving kind of back and forth on the sides of the glass and the the effect on on the overall thing is just absolutely phenomenal uh, sort of, it's almost like, be a, like
1: with... a fluid animation, isn't it?
0: But yeah. out of not. It's almost like it brings it alive. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's organic. It, it mm. yeah. It's completely the, the only thing moving is this light source, but the whole thing is just. It's like kind of almost like the ripples you see in um, deep undersea mm-hmm. animals, yeah. where the kind of the, the 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 phosphorescence is rippling across their skin. Uh, say on something like a. a uh, an octopus or, or something like that, and it it is just stunning. Until mm-hmm. you put it on a big screen, the biggest screen you can. Uh, it Just, I'd I'd love to see it with some good with some good music or something like that. It's it just phenomenal. It really was. Definitely. So yeah, I mean that 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 that's my kind of big one from this week. It was like it. Yeah, it was one of the. I, I mostly watch videos at two times speed just so I can watch more. Um, but this was a, right, no, go back to the start, put it on one time. So I'm just going to watch mm. this, which is a rare thing for me.
2: Um, Do you ever watch things at like half speed?
0: Only if I'm really trying to work out what's going on. I'm trying to get particularly if there's kind of maybe something subtle, happening, so, maybe with magic or if I'm so trying to see a mechanism.
2: There's a video on Pat Laps' channel um uh, it's pat uh paul jackman and and brett mcafee uh i'll i'll do in something it, you need to go watch it at one quarter speed okay just it's go the watch it yeah.
1: i think another one It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> an amazing video
2: so it's just nice for four hours and you can just rush it out to 12 if you want it's perfect yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll,
2: uh, for those who haven't seen it i have seen it um for
0: those who haven't that seen it I'll, uh, I'll link it into the uh
2: there, there's a surprise in it, but you have to watch it at a quarter speed to find it. And I'm not not saying where's it, where it's at. <laughs> but I'm
1: sort of like you know YouTube video speeds and things. Um, Andy is very much like a, like a fly or a hummingbird. You know, that, that life moves so much quicker for Andy that that's why he has to um, speed
2: everything up. When I mean, yeah. he even sleeps quickly. Oh, I wish. I, yeah. I'm the same way. I, I watch all my videos at two times as well. It, see it, more. You fit things in. You yeah. fit with, In most people, I I can't listen to them at one time on a YouTube video. And I get it because when I start recording a YouTube video, I speak slower. I go, why are you speaking so slow? I go, because everyone's going to turn it up. <laughs> I go, right. I get it. it. The problem with that, though, is that... 'Cause I'm
1: I'm very much the same. But then when you get to a situation where you're either watching with someone else mm. or you're in a meeting or things like that and then mm. everyone is talking
2: so Yeah, twiddling unbelievably away. Yep. yeah.
0: slowly. Right.
2: Yeah. This is where I think there's something wrong with some people that they can't see everyone else's facial expressions. Because I see it happen in Zoom meetings. I'm like do you not see? Do you see everyone else who's like they're all glassy-eyed because you're speaking so slow? Like, <laughs> I so wish I, I wish I had that problem.
0: I I, don't, I started a podcast. Uh, um, I saw a post about a podcast that I used to have on my phone. When I changed my phone over, I didn't transfer. For, well, it didn't transfer all my uh, subscriptions over. So mm-hmm. I, I had something like 102 different podcast subscription and it only transferred like three. So I started just kind of fitting in the ones that kind of the right which ones are I most want to listen to and I kind of got to about 60. of them. And I saw a post about a, um, a podcast that I used to listen to. And I thought, ah, I actually want to listen to that episode. So I thought well, right, I'll, I'll just resubscribe and download it. And I forgot to change the the, the playback speed initially. I was like, this sounds awful. What on earth is going on here? And it was like, ah, yeah, i got to change the playback speed. Because it's just yep. all podcasts 1.7 times. Unless oh, they're from wow. Scotland. If they're from Scotland, I have to kind
2: of do it 1.25 at tops. <laughs> yeah, I do have that problem with accents. I definitely have the. I can listen to a lot of people with some accents I can't understand. But you get like southern United States, like two times isn't fast enough.
0: <laughs> really slow draw. At, at, yeah. at
2: two times, I'm like, "You sound normal. I need it faster." <laughs> Bruce Aldrich sounds normal at two times. Like he's, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> I know there's, there's there's a few kind of one. I've got this kind of dream. One one day, I'm going to go out to the states and, and Canada, and I'm going to yeah, hopefully yeah, you know, like a four week trip or something, so I can actually kind of sort of go and visit. As many people as possible because it'll probably be a once in a lifetime trip. Mm. And I was kind of like thinking, you yeah, know, well, a few times I thought, when well, I actually meet some of these people, that are going to like, you talk so slowly. How, 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 I will get struggle to communicate because I'm going to fall asleep by the time you finish the sentence. Well, this is Cause... where you end up in those situations where you can have,
1: you know, two conversations. You know, if you're in a group setting, you can be sat in between two groups of people and have two simultaneous conversations because everyone else is talking slow enough for you to
0: process what's going on or yeah See, have I, a... but, uh, but I can't I can't because I've got a I've got an auditory processing disorder like yeah like at the wedding yeah, last mm. weekend yeah with all the separate noise unless this the conversation I'm trying to focus on is loud enough the other noise just creates a white noise and like I, I can't like I just stand I mean, there and smile and, so depending
1: so, on where I'm at in, in my head I can either pick up all the conversations or none of yep. them.
2: Yep. That's
3: yeah. exactly I was just yeah.
2: saying Jamie, I'm the same way. I yeah. it's either all of the conversations yeah. or or literally I cannot hear anything at all and I want to leave.
3: Right. I'm like it's like Charlie Brown.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like and what 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 did you say? Yes, I'll take I'll just take a beer. Just another beer, please. Like what could, like this one. That's yeah, I don't know what you're saying, yeah. but just bring me <laughs> another one of these, please. So if 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 we're kind of if there's the TV's
0: on in here and and my my wife and kids are watching the TV and they start to discuss something that's on the TV, I just go right. I just stick headphones on and start listening to music because I I can't watch the TV anymore. And I can't I can't listen to them. Yep. Yeah, because again, it's it's I'm I'm taking in so much of it. It's
1: but I can't
2: but then there's other times where I feel like I am listening to 15 conversations and being part of 15 conversations, which is like the weird part where I go like, sometimes I, I'm, w- I'm with you, Andy. Sometimes I can't like two mm-hmm. things happening at once, make my brain melt. And then other times I feel like I've taken like a, a drug that is like, <laughs> like hyper stimulated my brain to the point where I can do 15 things at once. Yeah. I, if only I could like, Harness those abilities when I need them. Right. Like that would be working
1: when you've got those abilities going.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's, it, I actually think stuff like that. If if you've read any of the, um, you might not have uh, either of you. I don't know. Uh, Rick Reardon's books. um, He's a, a kid's writer, kind of not quite young adults, but kind of sort of teenage kids uh once he 's written a few different sets of books, and they 're all about kind of you know these it's like the, the, the gods the Roman gods mm. and the Greek gods are real, but it 's like modern day and you get these <laughs> these kids that are and teenagers that are essentially demigods because they're they 're a human uh, mother or father. Kind of like Percy
1: Jackson.
0: Yes, Percy Jackson's the one. Yeah, Percy, I couldn't, couldn't think of it. So Percy Jackson's right. one of the things. Okay. So it's like, yeah, they've got a god as one parent and a human as the other parent. Mm. So they've got these guys and they, all these kids have got ADHD and it's described and it, I, I believe Rick Reardon's, uh son uh, has severe ADHD and so he kind of wrote the books initially to kind of you know, give him a story that he could, kind of relate to and mm. so actually ADHD in these books is present in all these kids but it's a superpower Fantastic. and it's designed for their ability to be able to kind of essentially go into combat against the kind of you know, these mm. monsters with this minotaurs or, or whatever these kind mm. of sort of ancient greek monsters that are still roaming around modern day earth and they're going off on quests and yeah, the fact they've got ADHD they can't read and write very well yeah they're all dyslexic and whatever but yeah, give them a sword or yeah, depend on which god um, yeah, their, yeah, parent is. Yeah, they might be kind of yeah, if, if it's uh, Hephaestus, they're kind of the engineer. So yeah, there's one that's like you can make anything from anything, and mm-hmm. there's others that playing with fire, and there's others playing with water. It all depends on whether they're, you know, Poseidon's son or whatever. And mm-hmm. but they've ADHD. It, it's a superpower. And I, I, I I I Sometimes like them, one. Man. I wonder. Actually, maybe. And maybe hope to a certain extent that maybe in the future, the neurodiversities that we see so often and we see in the maker community will actually get recognized. And instead of trying to yeah, give everyone the same block of education and expect them to fit into the same mold, which they don't, of kind of going, right, OK, right. Well, actually, it looks like you're really good at this. Right. So we'll give you this this kind of reading and writing will give you enough to kind of yeah, make you functional, functional literacy. But like stat, really, stat really traits on like a skills
1: tree or something yeah. as a player character.
0: Yes, it, and so we're, yeah, we're really pushing it it
2: Recognizing this. them, yeah. yeah, yeah, Recognizing the stat tree and going right. Why am I wasting any more time on your charisma? Because yeah. <laughs> you don't got none, and you're not going to. Yeah, you're I'm, not going to get none.
1: I'm not going to worry about charisma. I've got dexterity and intellect. That'll do. <laughs>
2: right. Well, I, I think that's. I would love to see that, Andy. I think that's. I w- hope that's the future. I won't say I think that's the future. I it hope does. that's, that's
1: the, yeah. the utopian dream rather than the dystopian nightmare we're heading towards. Right. <sighs> well, on that lovely note, then, um, Grant, where can people find you when we when they want to uh, come and stalk you on, on the internet?
2: Well, they can go to their dystopian nightmare future of their <laughs> choice and uh, and just search for the Grant Alexander, and if they see something orange, it's probably mine. or Justin yeah well if they search the Grant Alexander and they find Justin there's something wrong
0: yeah I'll see him with the orange but yeah
2: yeah but uh, yeah I'm also on the Creating Living and Making podcast I'm a co-host there we release every Monday Uh, we release at 2 o'clock in the morning um, Eastern Standard Time and the, the reason for that is so that when people wake up, it's in their inbox already. It's downloaded on their phone. We're, it's, it has nothing to do with Australian time. That's everything to do with. I've thought this one out. Yep, it's one of my Let Monday you... morning one of my Monday morning listens every week. Yeah. Good excuse Thanks. for it. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for. Well, uh, thank for...
0: you for jumping in at the last minute. Yeah, really, really, we do appreciate it. We're we, yeah, we'll we'll get Sean back in because we really do want well. to speak to Sean, um, and we hope that he's feeling. Hopefully, he's fast asleep by now. It's uh, twenty past midnight here, so hopefully, he's fast asleep, all dosed up with some Vicks and something like that, and ready to do some good filming tomorrow, um, which we'll see later in the month or or next month because I think they take a bit of time over their editing. Mm.
1: Um, and, and hopefully, so. it's also got us off the hook for um, Ruth hurting us next week.
0: Yeah,
3: Damn.
0: yeah. Although she was going to be on standby and offer some yeah, you know, some poignant questions every now and again just to keep things <laughs> lively.
2: <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> well, yeah. she could have asked some poignant questions about me, because <laughs> I'm sure well, she knows me so well.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully she's been making sure that um, Sean is, is 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 being well looked after and mm. yeah, getting as fit as possible for their filming tomorrow. So, again hopefully Good. an early night for her right on that note I think we should push the button and push to say goodbye and goodbye. Uh, push
1: thank, the button thank you again Grant and
0: uh, thank you for Europe is still deaf enough to be
1: listening yeah. thanks for having me well thank you